Greetings, movie aficionados and seekers of the surreal. I'm Nicolas Cage, and welcome to the Cinema Masters of the Universe Halloween Spooktacular. If you're yearning for a cinematic journey that dances on the edge of genius, well, you're in for a high-octane ride. We've got something so outlandish, it defies categorization. Picture a nightmarish funhouse around where childhood dreams run into unspeakable horrors. It's as if Walt Disney's imagination was invaded by H.P. Lovecraft, and if they both decided to collaborate on a passion project, yes, folks, it's that kind of movie. Uh, and as for me, let's just say I took a rather unique approach to the role. There are no lines for me in this film. No dialogue, no monologue. My face becomes my script. Each expression, the stanza. It's a kaleidoscope rage, bewilderment, and dare I say, epicness. So prepare yourselves, pour a glass of something strong. Fasten your seatbelts. And let's take the wild spin on the merry-go-round of Willy's Wonderland. I introduce to you your co-hosts, Ron, the Rental King, Avis, and from the north, his co-host, Adam Peterson. Got an axe to grind, but first to forge one, pick up a chainsaw and forget your sword, son. I'll take a lot of licks, now I'm tripping balls. They rip my favorite shirt, now I'll kill them all. Because Nicholas Cage is a tiger, the type of man who cannot be tamed. So when you try to cage up the tiger, you bring the tiger right out the cage. Now listen, this is a Nicholas Cage cipher, tie him down and fly off the chain. So if you think you can cage up the tiger, you bring the tiger right out the cage. Step to the cage and it gets quick to rip your face off. Just like he did in my favorite film, Face Off. You know the way you're in the midst of the Halloween spectacular right here with your friends, your movie pals, the Cinemasters of the Universe. I am Ron Avis, and with me, as always, is my co host to the north, Mr. Adam Peterson. What's up, Adam? Yo. Well, I mean. I always talk about like how awkward and, and how much I fumble like an intro or like some kind of synopsis to a movie that we're going to be talking about. I just let Nick ca- I let Nick take care of it. I think I think you did a fantastic job, really. Yeah, yeah. I just let Nick handle the introduction, and then I can just come in and like accept the handoff from the legendary Nicolas Cage, who's in this crazy movie that you picked. That's our second choice for the twenty twenty three. Cinemasters of the Universe Halloween Spooktacular. It's a it's a pretty amazing film. I mean, for anybody that's seen it, um, you you know right now you're in for a treat. Just in, oh, <laughs> because it's not one that everybody has seen. This isn't one you're like this isn't a, a nightmare on Elm Street where it's like oh yeah for it's like you say Willy's Wonderland you're like, uh, I don't. <laughs> have any idea what you're talking about no there's i hadn't seen it and i i've (coughs) excuse me i've always been a fan of nick cage (coughs) sorry about that i love nick and i i was i've seen i know i've seen this like 
uh, box art, like scrolling through, um, you know, your your different like streaming or like VOD platforms. I've seen this before, but I really didn't give it much of a look because I mean, Nick Cage puts out, you know, I feel like sixty or seventy movies a year. (laughs) Yeah, conservatively sixty or seventy, maybe maybe more. I think he's been a bit more selective with his projects here in the last couple of years because there's been like a little bit of a cage resurgence a small one i don't think it's like big it's you know it's not going to be like a john travolta type comeback or uh uh or i don't know who who even is like uh, bruce willis you know what i'm saying like or yeah i mean we're getting like the never going to be nick cage again but he's no he's still got it he's still got some of that nick cage sizzle there's there's still a little bit of magic left to the ta- I mean the unbearable weight of massive talent was pretty was pretty epic. Oh, um, I loved it. It's great. I and think you get Pedro Pascal, who's like, or is it yeah, is it oh. Pascal or Pascal? I, I always go Pascal. Yeah, I think Pascal is probably closest. But he, I, I think, riding the uh, heat that he also is sort of bringing into the project because of his, you know, other projects that he's known for recently like the mandalorian and also um the last of us so and he he was actually popping up in movies pretty frequently uh too for a guy that's a guy who just suddenly had a career you know yeah. <laughs> uh, he was uh, and i'm kind of i'm kind of happy because um uh, he to me had been like anytime he popped up in something mm. um for the longest time, I was never surprised. I was like, oh, Pedro Pascal's the villain. What? Oh, I'm yeah. so surprised. Wait a minute. And it's like, no. He's always, he's like, oh, look, he looks really nice. He's really, he's sharp. And he's, he's like, oh, he's a cool guy. He's like, wait, the villain? No. He's the villain. He's like, he's always the villain. He's always the villain. Well, and then it's like, I, he stopped being him. that way. I, I know him personally from Game of Thrones is kind of where it, I got to know who he was. He, and, but I mean, it wasn't like he was one of the main characters. He's he he was a very no, he, cool character who had a you know a very limited time on screen and had a very memorable demise. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but uh, besides that, he was also. I think the first time I really noticed him in films were, was the second Kingsman movie. Yep. In which Hadn't, he was the villain. He was the villain. That's right. He truly was. But I liked him. You know, he's a likable oh, yeah. guy, and he's totally one of those actors who, yeah, I guess he could play villain, but I, I think he's more, I think audiences like him more in a in a more of a hero yeah. or good guy role. Now, especially with those two shows that I'd mentioned, which are just runaway, runaway hits, like the biggest hits on a streaming platform. And then the, like the last couple of years, and yeah, he was on Game of Thrones as well. So I guess and, you could say he's more of a, a TV or streaming show kind of guy. And he's, I mean, he's got some some pretty decent comedy chops. Uh, yeah. he's, he's got a, a he's got a good sense about himself. Where he does. I was like, okay, he's kind of managed his rise to fame, you know, because he's he he's been around for a minute, but like it's really just as of late that he, you know. With the Mandalorian, Game of Thrones, some a few things that really went his way that skyrocketed him. He had a real modest start to his career. I, yeah, I was reading something where he was in a, I think he was in a movie where they couldn't really afford to pay his salary, and one of the other actors actually, I believe, I 
I could be wrong, but I think they ponied up his salary. And this was like way, way, way before he was, you know, na- known who he is today. This is you know, when he probably was more bit roles, but it is kind of crazy. You just like keep, keep plugging away, keep plugging away. One day, eventually you might make it big. I mean, look at Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, he didn't become a celebrity until he was already, what, in his 50s? Oh, yeah. He was, that was a late in life. Uh, he was big another deal like him. late in life guy who was like a big deal. But yeah, we're talking about uh, Nick Cage, who is in his f- mid to late 50s by now. And this, this movie did come out, what, February 12th, 2021? February 12th, 2020. Yep. Yep. And it was um, a, like a pandemic era flick so we'll we'll knock some housekeeping out and i'll you then you can for sure run with it but uh not in the top 10 in its debut week the the movie actually had a five million dollar budget and i don't most of that had to go to nicholas cage (laughs) or or the camaro i guess yeah (laughs) one one or the other i mean it might have been split down the middle or Freebird, the rights to play Freebird. that was the three million dollars at the end of the movie or manufacturing I, I believe, their own I have soda. a theory that Nicolas Cage probably owns Freebird, the rights to it, and I bet you that's his Camaro. It's one of those uh, things is like, hey, when I bought my fifth castle and I was down yeah. in the basement rummaging around, I found the rights to Freebird. It was just there. <laughs> well, tucked he's like away. known as one of those guys who works an awful lot because, not because he has like tons of alimony or anything, but because he, I think he's just broke all the time because he's and bought he a lot has, of really weird he's useless weird shit. shit exactly he buys shit like i would buy shit and i love him for that i just really appreciate the fact that nick cage probably has an ebay account with thousands of purchases on it yeah it's like i i i, I like to think to myself because it's when i was like i'll come up hundreds with- of thousands of purchases I'll come up with like what I'll do is I'll stack a bunch of movies in my Amazon cart and like usually it's after like you know because uh, a lot of times it'll happen is I'll watch something or something will trigger like oh I want to go see what I don't have from this guy or this director or whatever and so I'll yeah. stack up a handful of things in my Amazon cart and I'll be like okay once I get like these nine movies I think I should be pretty good for a while like I won't there and it's like and I'm getting to the point because I don't just I don't just go out and buy, like, I really don't hit uh, half-price books anywhere near as much as I used to, or places just yeah. looking for stuff to add. Um, right. I, I keep up with a lot of the new movies that I like to get and add them to the collection, and I'll find old stuff. But, like, I'm not, like, at one point, I know I was, I loved just adding stuff to the collection. It was not. Oh, hell yeah. Not hell u- yeah. not Me usually too. just crap, but, like, there would there's stuff that would sneak in, like, oh, this is only three bucks? Yeah, I'll get that. Sure. Sure, so, like something I would never buy on regular price, but yeah. for three dollars, I might just give it a try sometime. So there, like, I've gotten to the point where I was like, okay, I'll stack up stuff. Like, I, I think I may have mentioned it uh, last week, or I, I feel like it's come up recently. Tomorrow, I have because MVD Entertainment has put out Ghoulies and Ghoulies Two. Yeah, I have those you were coming. talking about that last week. Yes, those are not great movies. Uh, Ghoulies is coming out in 4K. Like, I have a little bit but of, but they pers- probably package it in a really interesting yeah. way. They, they've got, they've got, uh, I, you know, Ghoulies is for they did a 4K transfer on it. 
Um, Julie's too. Yeah, he was like, so he could see. <laughs> How's it look? <laughs> you could see all the little puppets in brilliant 4K clarity. Um, but like, I remember watching those movies repeatedly as a kid at my grandma's house. So like, the, I do have a little bit of personal connection to them. That was what I like. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm spending too much on these because they're coming from a boutique label. So this is more than these movies should be, just in general. But yeah. uh, one of the guys that uh, I follow on TikTok that comes into the lives that I'm a part of is a, the distributor for MVD, and so he's he's talked to uh, when just when we're you know when when I, I don't go live, I'm just in the chat, and so the guys that have enough followers to all be in the the video part, they're up there talking, and uh, we're all chatting, and the guy from MVD, Eric, he uh, he talks about like if he just gets something like he just got the rights to an Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, movie hail caesar and he's like he couldn't find anybody to come in and do extra stuff like a new commentary or anything like that so he's like okay this one's gonna be probably be like 22 bucks it's like so if it's the higher the price is for stuff at mvd the more they've put into okay we want to pack as many extras into it and that's a big part of it for me so i'm like okay mm -hmm. i'll pay a little bit more to get like because i'm like i don't know why i want to watch ghoulies with a new commentary track but I will. Oh my God! Are you kidding? I'm sure it's interesting as hell. Yeah, it's because like, of okay. all with all the perspective and yeah. distance they have now from making a movie like that. Exactly. Thirty five, forty years later, I'm sure that that is a hundred times more entertaining than the actual movie. Yeah. So I'll stack up my Amazon cart like that, and I'll I'll it was like, okay, I can get everything now. I have a budget for it. All right, I could buy everything now. And I'll think to myself for like 10 minutes, like, okay, I think I'll probably be pretty good for like, you know, for a little while. And then something will trigger me and, and like, and like, cause I'll be satisfied with what I have. Like, okay, here's my new stack of movies. I'm super excited. I had it in digital codes and, you know, I advertise everything and just gotta, all right, now I got to work stuff into the collection. And so I'll be, I'll be excited about it. And then like a few days later, because like I'll see something on Reddit or TikTok or whatever. It's like, Ooh. I didn't think about that. And I'll start down another rabbit hole and I'll load things back up. And I always have yeah. this. this Those rabbit holes are expensive. Oh, they are. But I'll, I'll have this moment where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm pretty good. And I think that's the Nicolas Cage thing where it's like, you know, if I had Nicolas Cage money, mm -hmm. like if you like, I always think like, okay, if I had a, if I had a bunch of money, I don't really feel like I would change my habits. And I don't, I don't think I would just start buying crazier things. I think I would just. I buy would it. buy. Uh, I would buy a DeLorean bunk bed. I think that would be amazing. That would be my. That would be my first purchase. You know, and the like. It's got the gull wings and everything. Like, oh, you just that that would up, be amazing. Like becomes a ladder or something. <laughs> like, I would buy. I would buy one for every room in the house. Well, see, like those are the, like that's what like when I see like but those are a good investment to be oh. fair. And, and uh, like, because it's one of those things, like, I'm not going to go buy a $5 million house. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy. What's the you point? Know, What's the point? There's, there's, you no. see, have you seen the, okay. Have you, I know this is like tangent territory, but whatever. Have you seen like the uh, aerial photo of John Travolta's mansion where, <laughs> I guess because like Gen Zers are mad because it's it's all about like, uh, less footprint, minimalist. You know, oh yeah, all that crap. Right, like we don't want to work. We want to. Yeah. We just right. Fine, that's fine. 
I, I grew up in the consumerism world and I, I know I need to work to get the things that I want to make me happy yeah. <clears throat> to fill that hole in my soul. But exactly. for them, <laughs> oh, they were enraged because like you saw the overhead view of his estate and it is, you know, it's your typical mansion layout. But what made it insane was he, well, you know, he's a jet. Uh, yes. Like, or he, he's a, he's a pilot. He can, you know, he can fly pretty much anything he wants. He's, and he has a couple of really large planes and he has a runway like his back, like this up along the side of his house are like, I two think I knew that. And like a tarmac and shit. <laughs> like it's insane. I can't imagine what, I mean, I look at that and I just think, cool. That's, that'd be like a great episode of Cribs right there. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I like watching the Gen Z people like lose their mind. Like See, I think outrage. <laughs> I I think that's the thing. Like, I feel like what I would do is I would have a like a normal a normal ish house. Like, I wouldn't go get like a super huge. I wouldn't buy a castle like Nick Cage. I wouldn't, you know, like. <laughs> but like, what would be cool is does he own like a castle really with like I think he I think he's owned multiple castles. Stuff. <laughs> I think he has <laughs> multiple purchased castles. multiple castles. Not even let me check to make sure it's a castle. No, like it's multiple castles. Yeah, it was like it's not even like oh uh, yeah, Nick Cage bought. It's it like no, I think Nick Cage got in trouble because he bought more than a castle. He's like oh yeah, let me get another castle. It's like I, what would you what would you need that for? But he just keeps showing up and he keeps working and he's awesome. And I think but, that's you know, the thing. He's like all right, let's make fifteen more movies this week, guys, because I I got an eye on another castle. And it's like gosh, exactly. Nick. He he's already bought the castle. Now he has to make a few more movies to pay to pay for it. Like that's what keeps him motivated. He doesn't save and then buy a castle. He buys an extra castle and then he works. <laughs> Just drives him to the next purchase. See, that's I think big estate. But I, I like I like your idea because like in my head I'm like okay if you had like a normalish house like a nice yeah. house but like still yeah. like a normalish house not like oh we have you know 18 bedrooms and f- you know 12 bathrooms like a normalish house in a normalish neighborhood but you're like okay i, I like i'm going to pay some dudes like yeah. you like a pimp my ride kind of crew of guys like hey i want you to come to my house and i want you to make this awesome i want a secret room i want like oh, a spiral yeah. staircase i want i want like a false wall with like yeah. a secret room like the that's the you know, kind of stuff. I've been to one of those like homerama type deals, and I love checking out the crazy extravagant shit they come up with. Seriously, like with false walls and like a library behind. You pull the book and it spins around. Like yes, this is for real. This like is a like really what people do. A slide that goes from your kitchen to your basement. That's hidden. To your money. Your money bin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, I want to go dive into a giant bin of coins or like sir the physics would prevent i i don't care i want to dive into a giant bin filled with coins and swim around all right we'll see what we can do i, th- I think that's i think that's Good. a perfectly reasonable uh requests as slash expectation in life you know we're 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 getting up there but i still expect for that to be a thing for us in the future yeah, We're building, still building toward the money bin scenario. I, I, as as a child, it always seemed amazing. Once you reach a point in your adult life and you're looking at Scrooge McDuck, like I, I, I always really enjoyed, like when I had the realization, like there was a conversation at some point where Scrooge McDuck took his liquid cash assets 
and went to whoever was in charge of it and said, okay, I have this much cash on hand. I want it converted uh-huh. into coins. Like, co- What's coins? the largest building I can do to where I can install a diving board and safely? Like, how do you even, do you soften the money? Do you have like a, like a turn gold coins to something that you can swim through kind of technology? Yeah. I don't know. Like, we're really getting into the weeds of ducktails. Yeah. We're, moment. oh, we're, we're, uh, this, but this is what Nick Cage does. So I feel yeah. like I feel like Nick oh, Cage. Oh, if Nick Cage were here right now, and he was earlier, he yes. would a hundred percent not even care to talk about this movie. He would no. He would to, like he would like the more we discussion. don't talk about Willy's Wonderland, the better everyone is. <laughs> but because because you are, and this is why I this is why I need you in my life because I would spend the next twenty minutes talking about Ducktales. Yeah. and the and oh, the physics of of swimming. I'm coins. I really I'm pulled. I'm like if if I weren't. Like I still feel like I know you're supposed to be like driving the podcast mobile, but like I still feel like I'm got one hand on the wheel for some reason. We, Maybe I, it's because of the reining in. Of- I lean on <laughs> you for that because it, th- that's what I that's what I need in my life. You are that's you're my rock, and that was like I could I could be out here like okay, so why uh, why was I just talking about Dewey's middle name? Do I? I Oh, because we're supposed to be talking about Nicolas Cage, but not no. Okay, back to Willy's yep. Wonderland and not back money to Willy's Wonderland. Um, hey, this movie, this movie's eighty-eight minutes long. Adam, yes, did you know that eighty-eight minutes long. That's not very long. It is the perfect length for this movie because if it was eighty-nine, it really is. If it were any longer, it would if be it was eighty-nine minutes, you'd be like, "Whoa, no, mm, I can't, I can't even with this." What? No, eighty-nine. It. It's it's great because I watched it that first time. You're like, we're doing Willie's Wonderland. And I was first first thing I was like, what? Willie's yeah. Wonderland. I looked it up because you you announced it to me. I was like, oh, okay, oh. And then but then I saw Nick Cage's angelic face. Yeah. And I was like, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> we're gonna be in good hands with Nick Cage, even if this is horrible. And I think I I did notice the sort of Five Nights at Freddy's style yeah. uh, monsters that uh this movie's leaning heavily on it it's it's the Chuck E. Cheese. One one nice thing about this uh you picking this film is it has brought me a bit closer to Logan. because uh, we did have that kind of discussion about Five Nights at Freddy's, which we were already sort of kind of talking about due to the trailer that they were showing uh before the Gran Turismo movie. And me going, oh, I finally get what the purpose of this Five Nights at Freddy's is it's it's Chuck E. Cheese. Like it's what if you're in a demonic like Chuck yeah. E. Cheese and you're stuck there and you know blah blah blah. So now that I get that, I I can look at this and go, okay, so they they kind of beat Five Nights at Freddy's movie to the punch. And yeah, yeah, five million dollars is is low budget. That that's really small. And you could tell like most of this movie was like shot in that building or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, almost all of it is shot there, and I have noticed too. Like, if there any kind of interior shot of a like a car, it seems to me like they're sitting still, and there's just like a dark blanket thrown over with like some lights, maybe twinkly lights. Like, it doesn't even look. They they pulled out a lot of the old school tricks. Like, okay, yeah, how do we fill this scene for eight dollars? Yeah, because that part, because you know, you got the opening with the uh, Camaro, and it's like tearing and hauling ass, and and burning up those tires, man. Those tires are not cheap. 
but yeah, but but anyways, back to my Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't want to get sidetracked. I'm supposed to be the Rock, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but it it was fun to finally kind of get in on that, like what that was all about, and it kind of made me have a discussion with Laura about, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese kind of was terrifying. Most people I know and have talked to have had a similar experience with, uh, like an unease towards mainly the animatronic characters, I guess. I I never felt any sort of fear or animosity towards Mr. Cheese at all. Like, I loved Chuck E. Cheese. It was a lot of fun. But there was one part of the, uh, of the experience that really I didn't care for, and that was of this lion that was the king of the jungle, so he was wearing, like, a jumpsuit, like a studded diamond-studded sort of Elvis, 70s-era Elvis jumpsuit, and he was the king, get it, right? Oh, yeah. He's singing. He's up there on his stage, and he's got, like, he's, you know, he's in cheap animatronics, like, not Disney level. This is not Abe Lincoln standing up and talking. This is just, like, real basic, like, two servo motors, like, you know, with eyes Oh, yeah. Blinking. Teddy Ruxpin-level uh, animatronics. And, but he was huge. Like he felt so big. He just towered above. And you, you it was in one of the, because you know, you'd walk into a Chuck E. Cheese and there's all of the uh, counters, like where the, you walk in, there's the, where you pay for things. And then you walk to the back. <clears throat> there's like the whole arcade section. And then they got that showcase area with all of the different animatronics. And they do shows and you eat pizza there. But in the front room, like if you, if you buy, like if you, instead of going, into the building and, and straight ahead to where most of the fun stuff was. If you paid attention to this like little side room attraction area, there was the King and it was, he was huge and he was doing his little move and you could just walk right up to the stage and he was just towering over top of you. And it was legit like frightening. I could not stand it. I never wanted to go near that thing. And uh, for some people it's, it was the stage with uh, cause you know, they had like, uh, maze under the stage and you could kind of get underneath of there and crawl around in the maze but you were underneath the 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 animatronics singing and entertaining some people i've talked to just could not bring themselves to go into that that underneath the platform and you know some of those characters even they, they look a lot like i'm not kidding the the characters from this movie really just look like chuck e cheese or there was another franchise. They were basically the same, but then they kind of formed. They kind of merged. They were Showbiz like pizza. pizza. Show, Showbiz pizza. Thank you. So yeah, they they look creepy as hell. And if you find an old abandoned one that's like been left in a dump or something, and you'll see sometimes pictures of one of those uh, decayed after 15, 20 years outside, they look just like Terminators, but with you know Chuck E. Cheese that are really scary. And I love when people share those. Uh, but yeah, why did you pick this thing? Go ahead. And well, I, why, that's why, why it was that you, you uh, decide. I'm glad you did. That's as uh, weird like, as it is. It's fun. It's a fun movie. The the whole because like, you know it's one of those things where you know when people you know people are like oh I'm, you know I'm afraid of clowns, um, and it, it's one of those like the. Uh, you know, uh, Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman, passed away about a month ago, give or take now. Yeah. Um, 
And so on on that day, I rewatched uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and uh, Big Top Pee Wee. And there's that one scene in Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he's having the dream and the clowns come in and they're, you know, fixing up his bike. And there's it's Tim Burton, so it's like it's meant to terrify you. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of in the same as it's that it's that vein of, you know, in your childhood, um, it's supposed to be with like Chuck E. Cheese and so like these are supposed to be um safe, fun, happy places for kid for kids. Yeah. But it's like when you take that and you subvert that expectation and all of a sudden there's something sinister there, it takes that innocence and it just kind of like, like it's almost like you just have this impending doom kind of feeling. It's like, and that's, that's really what it it plays on. I mean, uh, this uh, Willie's Wonderland is like, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's was a thing before Willie's Wonderland came out. Yeah. Um, And I've seen, you know, I've seen there, uh, there was a, um, a uh, couple of years ago, they did a Banana Splits uh, knockoff horror movie. Same kind of thing. Banana Splits was a Hanna-Barbera show from back in the uh, 60s. And uh, so they, they had an updated thing of that. And it was, again, it was animatronics. And they went, you know, you know, they went crazy and started killing people. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, you, you kind of mash up like, okay, you just, you know, kind of grab something out of that childhood innocence bin and slap you know, horror into the mix of it. And, you know, because it, it like when you're, when you get into this is like, there's, there's a couple different layers to the story. Like you mentioned, okay, you have, you have the opening Nicholas Cage driving his Camaro out on this open road. He hits the, the spike strip and all four tires get flattened and the yeah. tow truck shows up, you know, he's in the middle of nowhere, which that in and of itself, I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, it's, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, worked off that fear um uh what was what was the one from the early 2000s um with eliza dushku uh wrong turn you know oh, basically yeah. you end up somewhere remote the uh the hills have eyes hills have eyes. yeah you end up somewhere remote and you're vulnerable like you don't have the resources you need you know he tows the car back and is like oh hey it's going to be this much money and, right. and it's because they've stacked the whole thing against you. That's that's the oh yeah, part. yeah. Every 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 move is they even I mean, they show a montage of all the different yeah in, like innocence that got tricked into this scam yeah uh, that this town they they boy oh boy do they really kind of like the point of the movie they really just kind of get to it in the most haphazard way. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's really bizarre. Like the the whole purpose of of Wild Willie is like why it even is a thing. We we could pick this movie apart a lot, but I, that's not why we're here. We're not here to like just totally. Well, pick the and movie that's apart. Uh, although I do have some. I, I want to poke fun at a few things if that's okay. <laughs> no, that's that hundred percent. I mean that, and that's partially why I picked it because there are parts of this movie that I really genuinely love. That I mean, an artist like okay, this is this is fun. This is cool. This is an enjoyable part of it, um, because because that's. Well, you know. I, I really enjoyed Rick Reitz as Tex and and uh, the uh, Chris Warner as Jed, who's like the tow truck driver guy. They they were genuinely entertaining to uh, to you know they had good chemistry. I enjoyed watching the two of those guys. I like the I like the the tow truck guy like. It seems like it's he's meant 
to have like like he's like hey i got my cigar here and I'm like i'm the old cigar guy which like <laughs> upon closer inspection like is that is he just sucking on a beef stick like it's a cigar and you're like yeah, that's a that's a beef stick he's got a beef stick in his a, mouth he's got a piece of beef jerky he's just mean? he's just chawing on a on a beef and he's like he's not eating it all right and I was just like, well, that are there. And what I. Well, what I, he, yeah, like you said, he was meant to be that guy, but he's yeah. like, well, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Well, and he's <laughs> like, the, you know, again, another another one of the things that has to that has to be there is those guys have to feel at least the slightest bit safe. Like if they're creepy, like there's there's. There's not something overtly sinister about them initially. Like even when you know no. he's like, oh, you know, everything's kind of got this real convenient. Is like, oh, sorry, cash only. As yeah. he pulls out the card, yeah, yeah. it's like, and then he looks right. over the ATM. Is like, yeah, reception. But it's out funny. Here. I love how he like like explains shit away. Like what was it said? Like yeah, we were supposed to get the internet. Then yeah. we didn't. Then we didn't. But you know, hey, then we didn't. Well. And- <laughs> And it's it, you know, I really it's, like this guy's kind of point of view of life, you know. But then we didn't. I, I, I like I like also that would the, tear most people apart, but not this guy. Well, the, the idea is like, all right, it's going to be two fifty for the toe, and it's going to be yeah. this much for the tires. And it's like, oh, you don't have that in cash? Like, oh, no, sorry, I wasn't driving no, right, around. Because who carries that in cash? With fifteen hundred dollars in cash, like <laughs> oh, no, what? Um, but he's like, oh. You know, I think I got something for you though that might work out. And then you hand him over to Tex, and but in in the hands of a lesser actor, it would have been terrible. But I thought, oh he, yeah, he was great, and he has to carry the entire conversation because we, because as we, as we know now, Nick Cage Nick does not Cage say doesn't a word. say a word. He just kind of like makes sounds from time to time, but that's it. No, yeah. no actual dialogue. And, and like, I, that, I think that's the only reason, by the way, he agreed to make the movie, is that he wanted to see what it would be like to play a silent protagonist. I, yeah, I really, that. I really do. I mean, I almost <laughs> yeah. like, I almost wonder if there weren't some lines for him, and he's like, no, no lines. Oh, bet you a million dollars. Yeah, like because well, that's what he does. He picks these tiny ass little roles, so he's got that kind of like latitude that leverage creatively yeah. to do whatever weird shit that he wants to do i like hearing about the shit that we don't ever hear about like you've you ever heard the seth rogan story where he's talking about how that movie spring breakers that james franco did i guess seth rogan was kind of involved in the making of that movie and so they were setting up uh they were they were like you know they had a casting call for one of the roles and Nicolas Cage wanted to he was interested and he had uh but it wasn't it wasn't for oh I remember what it was it was to be the villain in the Green Hornet movie that's what it was <laughs> he wanted to he was auditioning for the role but he wanted to play it a real specific way and after years later they 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 ended up going with like uh, what's his face from Django. And, you know, like that movie's like wholly forgettable, but it was okay at the time. And uh, so they make Spring Breakers. And you know the movie I'm talking about with, uh, with Jason? Oh, Franco yeah. With, he's got like the long hair and he's kind of like. Yeah, he's like a like a drug dealer from yeah. Miami. But, you know, he's right. a douche. He, he looks like the Florida man. Just looks whatever, like Florida your, man, I, kinda, whatever yeah. your idea of the Florida man is, he's embodying that. That's pretty much true. Yeah, it's a good point. 
And so the beef there, there, there became this sort of beef between Nick Cage and Seth Rogen's people because he was convinced that the idea that Cage had to play the villain in the uh, Green Hornet movie was really similar to James Franco's portraying of the Florida man or whatever. And it's just a really funny story. You should like look it up on, on YouTube maybe, or just, I'm sure it's like one of those things that made the rounds. You could just read it in an article, but you know, Seth Rogen's pretty funny when he tells a story anyway. And you, you throw in like Nicholas cage and it's just, Wow, that's a know, Seth Rogen. He's a funny anecdote. guy, anyway. A yeah. Seth Rogen anecdote about Nick Cage doing something insane sounds oh. wonderful. Oh my god, I could listen to that for hours. And so, yeah, I, but those are just the things we don't know about. That I, I imagine he gets a lot of, uh, he gets he gets seen a lot just because he's Nick Cage and he's legendary and he's he's famous. They, but but there and no one has. Nobody has the nerve to just say like that's fucking crazy. I'm not. I I really am sorry. I invited you here. Like they should say you never meet your heroes because you just blew my mind and I don't want to have anything to do with Dick Cage anymore. But not this movie. Like I, I've heard, you know, every everything seems cool. He he came in. He didn't throw any weight around. He was just like I like this. This is a great idea. I want to be. I want to be in this thing. And he was amazing in it. Like he's really good. It's one of my it's one of my favorite more recent Nick Cage roles. I'm not even joking. Well, that's not uh, even joking. That's that's why one of the things that I like about this movie is like when you, when you turn it on, like from the onset. Again, if you take Nick Cage out, you know, there's no reason for anyone to ever watch this movie. No, no. but with Nick it Cage looks, in it, it looks cheap. It looks real cheap. Yeah, because and, and there there are so many times like some scenes actually look pretty good and inspired. I, there's two film crews at work here for sure. There's a film crew of experienced filmmakers, and then there's like a film crew of like maybe film school students or something, and they're just doing their first thing. It's jarring how like more so like some one scene looks so much more professional than the next thing, and I know yeah. it's just a money thing maybe, but I don't well, know. Like, there there are some like there are moments in this movie that feel like oh this could be released in theaters like this has a the feel of a regular movie, but then there's so many other times where it's like this. This these actors are so bad, and this scene looks so cheap, and I can see the wires. <laughs> yeah, you're just Nick, you're, Nick you're Cage waiting. is not in this particular scene, so I'm miserable. The, yeah, if Nick Cage is not in this movie, it's a sci-fi original that debuts at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> like this, this is not a movie. But like that's that's the thing about it is Nick Cage lends like the perfect amount of credibility to it. And because the other part of it is, so, you know, we've, we've got Nick Cage, he comes in that, you know, we start to understand this, you know, this little town, something's a little off. They, so they, Hey, he, you know, beef stick guy is like, Hey, I got a deal for you. Um, beef stick guy. here's, here's how, here's how we're going to do all this. I know this is going to cost me money, uh, fixing your tires. Like I'm going to have to get tires. Yeah. But I've got a deal worked out with the guy that owns the rundown kids pizza place. That if you go, dude, it's not even run down. It is boarded up. It's it's it yeah, it's condemned. condemned. Uh, there's I, no, there's no money coming. There's this is not generating anything. There's there's a it, it's a drain on this poor man. There's a condemned children's pizza parlor uh, here in town that a a friend of mine owns, and uh, if you go clean there for the night, 
We'll pay just for clean. your tires. That is not a good deal for for. The, and you're like, you know what, beefsteak guy. Because even like later on in the movie, when you when they start going through the flashbacks of like other people, like, oh, you don't have anywhere to stay tonight. Yeah. Would you like to stay in an, uh, in a, uh, a condemned <laughs> pizza parlor? All you got to do is clean. You have a child with you. This should be this should be a snap. Like what? Why? They took 15 minutes to come up with all that montage, and the the there really is. No and it's just like like uh, those are the kinds of things. Because I, I was doing this with the boys uh, the other day when we were watching. I forget what we were watching, but I'm like, what I what I do a lot of times when I'm watching shows or watching movies is I create kind of this in my head. There's this a tangent universe where it's like, okay, I'm going to unpack what this guy is doing within. The, you've created this little world in front of me, yeah. But like you've kind of left you've left the edges undetermined. Like, okay. I can see what's in front of me, but over here, I'm going to create extra space because you've put this in front of me. So it's like, okay, you guys have been running this scam for a while now, but it's like, okay, so you're telling me like, I'm like, okay, if it was me and if I was there with my wife and I got a kid and you're like, oh, how are we, how are we going to do this? It's like, uh, do you want to go spend the night cleaning a a condemned children's pizza place? Like no to even no I'd like, rather no. sleep outside. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, why don't you push my car back outside? All four tires completely demolished. We will sleep in the car outside tonight, and then we'll try. Like I'll drive on the rims to the next yeah. city. Then over. we'll start walking to the wherever we need to go. Yeah, it's like you know. Then then we'll figure. But it's like you know within the construct it's like oh, it's all about like well we got to feed these demons and i like i yeah, like yeah we got to feed the demons yeah i like That's basically that, what it is cuz like those are the things about you you start getting that exposition you're like oh can you talk about the curse that, where that's <laughs> where cuz oh. like the, when when the like when it was in its heyday i guess like in the 80s and 90s and like it's revealed that like i guess willie himself is like the way they say it too is like they go, yeah, that same murderous, that old that you- chestnut of <laughs> a, a pack of satanists that purchase right? a child's pizza parlor, and, and then- by the way, that guy, the murderer guy, the killer, looks just like uh, Michael Richards from Problem Child. Like yes, the guy, the the Clyde the clown. Stanley, uh, no, wait, what was his name? No, the Stanley was uh, 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 uh that was V, uh, that was UHF. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, yeah, he was I like don't a exactly, killer. yeah, but Junior was like, it was Junior he looked Healy. up to him, it was like, yeah, <laughs> oh, the, I mean, the, this, this idea he looked like that, he had the suspenders, like, he kind of looked like a combination of well, Michael that... Richards's characters, like. And Between, when they like UHF, the janitor, sorry, go they ahead. go through all like, here's this out oh, here's, you know, in, when they're because so Nick Cage is that he's there. He's like, yeah, he's agreed silently to go clean this place. And <laughs> he we, shakes you know, his hand. He gets yeah. he gets the introduction. He's inside. He starts cleaning. And then we get the pack of kids. And I love yeah. I love the purpose. The pack of kids serves because they're the ones that are going to give us the exposition because they're going to talk amongst themselves like they don't all know what they're talking about it's like hey do you remember how this the and it's oh yeah and it's like okay don't good. you know about the curse don't of, you know uh, about the curse yeah. <laughs> from the town that we all live in and the reason and what we're an eclectic here. group of kids these are too oh. like, it feels like 
it feels like you know what it's like a callback to those like late 90s early 2000 teen horror flicks yes it feels just like that but and some of the kids actually are passable copies of those what they're supposed to be and others are just quite simply the worst actor I've ever seen in anything in my entire well, life. That's what I love. That's what I love this. One of the reasons why <laughs> I do enjoy this movie is because anymore, like, because that's one of the things when I'm watching a horror movie is I need somebody to latch onto that I like. Because if uh-huh. I'm watching the movie and I don't care about any of these supposed protagonists, then all of a sudden I'm rooting for the killer and I'm not really supposed to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that, right? Like that's not, make sense. that wasn't the intention. It wasn't like, yeah, kill them all. I was like, whoa, wait, you're supposed to, no, no, no. The kids you've chosen, I don't like any of them. I want, I want them to be dead just as much as this guy with the machete. They're he all, wants them they to all be dead. suck. They all suck. Yeah, he's really indifferent to they whether they live or die, really. Especially if like they're being murdered during one of his like Coke breaks. Yeah. Then he really could care less. Well, and he's really like, that's, well, I'm sorry, I gotta go take care of this pinball game. That's what I love about it. Is like, okay, by giving me Nick Cage and making him this hero <laughs> out of nowhere, you're like, yeah. okay, I have somebody that I want to rally behind. Because, and I love this. Like, at no point, oh, he's is, the perfect guy to rally behind. He's, and you know what? I love his. I was trying to think of like, what is it his character reminds me of, and I thought of it. It's like if you took Ash from the yeah. Evil Dead movies, if you took somehow took like his sort of panache and flair for like, you know, the kind of dramatic. Yes. But you made him completely silent like Kevin Smith. It's like, let's take Silent Bob and Ash and make that your protagonist. That make it Nicolas is... Cage. Like if that's your movie pitch. That, I'm just saying that movie should have had a higher budget than I'm $5 in. million. Dollars. Yes, this movie should have $100 million. That should have been rubber stamped $150 million. <sighs> yes. You and know. That's such... And like when you said that, I was like, that Roland is Roland Emmerich is needs to be like on the phone with Nick Cage yeah. right then. And right like, then. Uh, let's see, who, who can we get? I mean, like, is Michael Bay available? Can we get, you know, can we resurrect they could have. That would be the perfect time to get Michael Bay because he's sort of... You know, licking his wounds at the moment with with the recent failures that he's had with the Transformers yeah. movies. But so you get so, him probably. This this movie had a really great balance in the fact that like I have Nick Cage to root for, but I also have a pack of kids that are going to get murdered. So I'm like, okay, yeah. good. Like all these kids are dog shit. I oh, kind yeah. of enjoyed uh, the Kaylee Cohen character and uh, Jonathan uh, Mercedes. Who were uh, Dan and Karen, Kathy, the couple, the uh, uh, they and they suck. They're not great, but they're the best of what we got. Oh yeah. Well, and he he actually feels the most polished of all the kids, in my opinion. But she's not bad. But like that, the other like, you know, Edward Furlong hair kid. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That that kid was terrible. And uh, I, I just hate to be mean to her because, like, I don't know her personally. But Emily Tosta, Tosta, whoever was like, she, <laughs> I don't even, I don't want to be mean, but she, every scene she was in, it was just awful. It's like, all, Not all good. she yeah. did was She's, no. she would emote with, she would widen her eyes as 
big as she can make them and stand still and look so stiff. unnecessary. Like, like it was every scene was like, why are you like goal? Like, what am I looking at? Yeah, it was just it was so much not good packed into one person. You're like, oh, <laughs> like, you- I think she had she she had probably kidnapped uh, Nicholas Cage's dog. He probably has like a dog that he calls like Clark or something, and it's yeah. like some kind of real crypto specific breed. Crypto, there you go. He's got something like that. And Emily dog napped this thing and is like only agreed to release him if she if he agrees to be in this movie. And he's like, I'll be in it, but because of the sag and all, like I can't have a speaking part. You you know, like there's yeah, and I, and I support you know like my, my brothers and you know like I gotta I gotta stay, you know like I'm not gonna break that. But I do want my dog back. But I can't. I I have an oath as an actor, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and he would take that very seriously. Oh, a hundred percent. And and that and that's why I was like, you know, the everything about Nick Cage, because it, it's one of those things that it, like it almost feels like an episode of Punked that just got too far out of control. Because it's kind of like, like, hey, we're gonna punk Nick Cage by putting him in, and we both know there's no film in these cameras. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> You know the whole the whole time is like because because everything I mean everything is like when you when he gets when he gets to the first point like you know okay Nick Cage is there and he's getting himself set up he puts on the t shirt and he puts his he yeah. puts his his uh, sodas in the fridge yeah and like he's like all right that's a really fun scene and I enjoyed every second of the cleaning montages with him. oh I mean like that that was I mean that honestly that was some of the best filmmaking the best cinematography in the whole thing was like you know <laughs> it when, was. when he's cleaning and you're like yeah this like because you're sitting there and you're like I'm really invested in him cleaning and that's By the way, like uh, of the 80 some odd minutes like 30 minutes is just montages of Nick Cage of him cleaning, cleaning. I'm not you're not watching Nick Cage clean stuff it's and so you're entertained satisfying. by it that's yes. what kills me you're like how he did they even get have to me act he could just clean and he's so good at it like he's so thorough like he's well, walking into these rooms that have not been touched in two decades they're just well, graffiti and, and filth and crud and he's just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how like cleaning up graffiti works. I've never yeah. had to go and no. clean up graffiti. But like the fact that he walks into that bathroom that is just de- I mean it's it's disgusting. It's demolished. It's I mean like it's just uh, there's graffiti and dirt yeah. and grime and it's everywhere. And it kind of looks like the bathroom from Saw a little bit. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's just like, no. With the lights flickering and shit. Yeah. And it's like, and they just have this montage where it's like him and he's, he goes in there with like a rag and a bottle of some kind of cleaner and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't know what he's mixed in that. He doesn't have an arsenal of products. He's got a, he's got a squirt bottle full of something and a rag. Some, and like some indiscriminate uh, mixture of chemicals. And it's like <laughs> 20 minutes later, you know, he's like spit shined the, the urinals and there's not a there's not a drop of spray paint yeah, anywhere. I feel like there needs to be a scene or two of him just dumping out like loads of dirty towels into a washing. Yeah, machine I'm like, OK, having okay. to clean them. <laughs> And I, I would watch that. That could substitute another 10 minutes out of this movie. I find it personally easier to believe that he defeated a number of 
animated satanic robots than it is that he actually cleaned this bathroom with just oh, a squirt bottle and a, and a no, rag. No, that's that's the most unbelievable. That's the most the unbelievable part of the music. No, no, no. Robots being possessed by Satanists. Yeah, that totally seems that checks out. Yeah, that's a little weird. But did you catch the part where he, he cleaned the whole entire? He's got a bottle of Windex three, and he cleaned that three. bathroom. No, 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 like, no. Like they're no. not even like they're like hand towels. They're not. They're yeah, not I was even like full like towel, like regular sized towel. Well, and uh, and then because so he he's he's sweep the first the first one he comes in contact with is Ozzy Ostrich, when he's just out sweeping in kind of the general area. That's his first encounter, and I just love that he's like because one of the things about the whole movie is is like there's a part of it that seems like he planned on being there. Oh yeah, like it seems like he was like I, ca- he, I it was here. his mission all along to yeah. be there. So it's like because he's not surprised by any of this, but no, this, he goes along with it like willingly. Yeah, the whole but at, time at the same time, there is an element that's like that it seems contradictory to this, to where it's like, okay, I feel like you knew you were coming here, but the way that this was set up, it's like it also feels like it was sprung on you. So it's like, it's like so Ozzy Ostrich shows up, and what I love is like, oh, it's animatronic, but like he starts punching it in the neck. <laughs> and I was like, it yeah. looks like he's having a fight with a stuffed animal. Yeah, and I was like, okay, he just hissed, he just starts whacking it with. Yeah, his, he just like, starts. He's handle. like, ah, you know what you do with a robot is you punch it, you punch robots. Yeah, you you, like, you 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 test it out by hitting it with a stick. Yeah, I love that he's like, here, let me just snap this mop in half. and like He's, whack, not, whack, whack. he's not one bit concerned that there's no. a giant ostrich stage. He's like, oh, great. I got I to gotta do this I again. I know. I observed that ostrich on that stage securely fastened w- with bolts onto the stage. Yeah. Now it's standing in front of me, and I'm just going to like playfully whack it with a stick. And, and it's, it's one of those, like... I I just like the the restraint from the other animatronics. Are like, whoa, he is just beating the shit out of Ozzy Ostrich. Should we help him? No, 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 no. They no. really don't seem to care for one another as a group. Yeah, they're like, hey, what if we all attacked him at once? We could probably overpower him. There's like seven of us. No, no, no. We have to do it one at a time. You guys know the code, right? But it's a like, satanic yeah, code. Says we came up with the code. Gotta fight we could just break the code. We're Satanists. Look, Satan. Let's break the code. Satan- you know, he doesn't want you to win by cheating, right? Satan has he's like, "Hey, guys, you got to do this the right way. That's the only way that it, that's the only way that the satanic pact works is if you every, do it the right every way." Every every story about a devil in your soul like has rules and he always abides by Very rules. particular and you have to do it by his I was like, "No." That's Oh, not yep. But he will he will give you well, well, you know what? I set the terms and you you did it. And I'm the devil. I'm a man of my word. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna honor this pact. Because uh, even that, like, uh, hey, Satan had an idea. Uh, right now, like the seven of us, we're having a really good time. You know, murdering kids as Satanists that own a children's pizza parlor because that's a normal mm-hmm. thing. Um, what if though? What if we this did? Movie like would a, like you to think so anyway. What if we had? What if we did like a suicide pact? Where like we all we all die and you take our spirits and put them in the animatronics. Do you notice that they that was like the most pussy suicide yeah. ever though? Like it was like drinking of the They drank the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. 
They, yeah, that's it wasn't how like they, a blood their... sacrifice. No, no, no. They're like, hey, let's take a bunch expect. of sleeping pills and because the movie has no problem with blood or at least animatronic blood. Like, there's yeah. so much oil blood or what, being, yeah, grease yeah. blood, whatever. Yeah, there's so much fluid being sprayed yeah. at Nicolas Cage throughout this movie. I was like, and his hair just gets like crazier and crazier. It reminds me of like Ernie McCracken's hair at the end of Kingpin, where like, yeah, you know, it's like ne- neatly coiffed and like slicked back, but then like the next scene, it's like standing six feet over, it, like standing straight up and over, like it's a lid opening from the side. Nick Cage is not quite that bad, but well, he just oh he God, has to keep like, changing his shirt after every. Every yeah, that's kind of the joke. Like, that's, like, there's <laughs> so many shirts. And I noticed, too, like when he gave him the shirt the first time, I was like, there's an awful lot of clean shirts in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, we like to Would keep it stocked that. just in case. Yeah. In case we spontaneously much. open. Yeah. Well, that guy was like a, a Kmart Pedro Pascal, was he not? Oh, yeah. I would like... It, but did you not like have to look on IMDb just to make sure it wasn't something he did as a favor? Or as Sometime, community there, service. There are there are two names in this movie that you will recognize. One of them is, of course, Nick Cage, but you kind of give him a pass because he's Nick Cage and he can just yes. do whatever he wants, and it's fine. But the one that really kind of surprised me was seeing Beth Grant. Oh yes, in, like having the role as like Sheriff Eloise. Eloise and, Lund. And I really like she. She is perfect at the type of art type that she plays it it's sort of like the like helen hunt kind of you know she's she's southern and she's kind of she's small and dainty and she just she has like the twang and she's i i love her she's great and she always plays like and she's she's almost exclusively in these weird movies too like donnie darko uh, oh she's no fantastic at donnie men. darko Oh man, I love her and Donnie Darko. But I mean, she's she's just been in so many things. And she's like she's also like she's 71 years old right now. She doesn't need to be in these types of things, right? But she's committed to it. Like she's really given it her Beth Granty best. And but I gotta poke fun at one thing that drove me bananas throughout this thing, and that was um the way she was holding the shotgun <laughs> throughout the movie. She, it's like, it's like, I don't know if it's a real shotgun or like a prop shotgun, but it had to be a real shotgun. And I think the reason she was holding it and she holds it like no one ever has held a shotgun. Like yes. Her hand, you know, like you're supposed to kind of like you, your hand should be on the pumping part of the gun. Yes. And, you know, of course you have your other hand on the, on the trigger, but like, I think her arms are just too short to be able to reach up high enough to hold it. So every scene you see her, she's holding it just below the pump part. And just no one would ever hold it that way. And she's a sheriff. She's in law enforcement. I did enjoy her little coat. Uh, her The guy that she worked with, who's sort of the outsider looking in, the young guy. Yeah. I thought he was really good, too. I enjoyed him quite a bit. Well, and... When when she finally shows up and shit has gone sideways, I like that it's like okay, you don't pivot at all. Like you, I mean, you guys have like it's one of those like it feels like uh, one of those 
short stories where it's like, okay, the town all got together and they're like, all right, you know, because these evil robots are killing people in town. Oh. <laughs> we decided, hey, let's have let's have a parlay. Let's have a little let's come to terms with this evil satanic robots. Like, all right, all right, all right. Enough is enough, guys. You're gonna run out of food if you keep killing us, and we don't like being killed. So here's what we're going to do. When we have people that pass through town, we have an elaborate ruse that makes no sense at all. <laughs> nope. But we're going to bring you people that you can eat. And we'll do that, and then you guys just don't I, eat us. And I think like, it would make... It, there. It almost feels like there's no real kind of uh, stakes to this. We see, we see the. I mean, we we do understand that the 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 place has a past, yes, an evil secretive past, and we do know that there are uh, things that happen to families. But it it almost seems that like yeah, we do see early on, I guess before it gets shut down, like yeah, they they were murdering kids and families during work hours. I guess yes, like they had the scene where like they were doing the birthday cake, and like he Willie sneaks up and. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, the clumsiest murder you've and ever seen. And just kills movie. them all. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like slays them. Uh, <clears throat> but what's the threat now to this town to where they would sacrifice innocent people going through their town? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it would make more sense if they had a couple of scenes of the animatronic, de- like, you know, demons terrorizing people outside of the building. Because it's already condemned, and it's a small town, so every kid knows that you shouldn't go near it. Like, why? Why would they continue this thing? Like, is it is it still killing? Like, is it is it making the crops die or something? Like, what is the threat well, and- to the townspeople? <laughs> I don't understand that part. Like that is not talked about at all. Kind of, kind of in following suit with you know what we were talking about last week with it follows. It's such an idiotic teenage plan. They're like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna burn this place down. That's, oh God, that's, that's the introduction for this moron character. That's our plan. We're gonna burn it down because I read the rules for evil satanic robots. And fire is the one thing that they just can't. That's their bugaboo. Like, mm, no, uh, you, if you, if I'm trapped in a burning building, I can't do anything about it. And that's just, yep, I'm, I die from the fire. way Nick Cage dispatches these animatronic robots. They have to feel really bad that they let allowed all those people to yeah. die because they're so easy to kill. And <laughs> they're so easy to and- kill. <laughs> Because that's, that's my thing with Beth Grant is, like, she shows up and Nick Cage has already dispatched with, like, four of them or five of them. All of them but Willie. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah, that's it. It's, Willie's the only one left. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Willie, so I'm so mad. sorry. <laughs> right? Oh, Willie, here, I'll leave him tied Instead up. Instead of being like, oh, my God, you've already killed most of them. Let me help you with this last one. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. Why are you still on his side? Like, this guy has been in here for a few hours. Not only has he actually cleaned the place, but he's also dispatched with several of your satanic robots on his own. 
look, so I've like, seen that town. It could benefit from a few extra jobs. Like that place could really. I mean, be- we reopened Willie's with I don't know some non-murdering Satanists. You know, uh, You're right? You you do a just, background check maybe this time. Let's 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 see. Like, hey, um, are you just a normal pizza place kind of guy? He's like, yeah, I just I just want to open up a pizza place. Like, do, do you worship Satan? Uh, first, I, I don't know if you could ask that question under the rule, but like, no, I don't. I mean, just so to clarify, like, is that was that a thing? Were people here worshiping Tech Satan? Seems doesn't Tex seem like he would really like to get Willie's Wonderland back up and going? Like, well, doesn't I mean, he genuinely seem like he would really like that to be the thing? Like, he's disappointed that he can't reopen the place and make it legit. It he does, seems so happy when he realized that they were all gone at the end of the movie. Well, I mean, like he's that's, getting all like he's talking about like we can re- we can reopen. When, Beef stick guys, like wouldn't that be great? When you get around to it, I mean, like again, this is in that peripheral universe that I create. That I was like, okay, wait, 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 let, let me let me let me back this up here a minute. Like, okay, so you've had these satanic robots, and you like you've got okay, so we've got this board in the uh, we've got we've got a bulleted board here in the auto mechanic shop, just littered with missing people uh, flyers. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I wouldn't. Maybe that's if you're the if you're in charge of this sort of. Uh, operation, maybe you shouldn't post the. I guess it would be weird if you declined it. Like, well, no, I don't. I don't put know those missing pictures of kids up in my. I don't know what the way. frequency is with which you know, like this. Could, oh, okay, this is over. You know, a, a long span of time. Maybe it's that. But I was like, what it seems to purport is there are enough people passing through this town that they're just feeding to the satanic robots. They're yeah. like, well, he. Did you ever stop and think, like, maybe instead of... Well, did you of, see all those shirts that he had on hand? Well, it it's must like, be a lot, because you don't maybe, just buy extra shirts and leave them lying around when you don't have a business. Maybe instead of feeding these people to satanic robots, you get rid of the satanic robots and you reopen you a profitable a business. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be I- that tourism is like... I don't know, maybe with the tourism dollars that you have coming in, you get the internet. Because it's what I was you like, You could okay. finally get it. Yeah, you could look into it, like, figure out what happened. In Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Hills Have Eyes, Wrong Turn, all of those are about crazy, evil people that are, they're trapping the people themselves, and they like, ah, well, Leatherface, he just wants to cut you up and wear your skin, because they're weird, and they're creepy, yeah. and like that's their thing. But it's like, tow truck guy and Tex are normal people like okay i get that you guys are like we're yeah we're just help we're like we're we don't want to help the robots but we have to help the robots we're like or and i'm just saying this what if you guys stopped helping the robots and you opened the pizza place back up and can you like you ran a successful mechanic business and you yeah. got the internet what if you did those things and then like you didn't have to live this or like we're oppressed by satanic robots. This is just our lot in life. Like what if we just changed, you know, hey, what if we start living your best life tomorrow? What if they've we, really been beaten down? It seems like it's like, what if we just, you know, I don't know, guys, what if we you know, splash of paint? Maybe, you know, because it seems like to me like, OK, you I, I don't feel like you just have to live like 
I feel like you guys really just came to this compromise a little too quickly. Like, hmm. there's a <laughs> he lot took of the us. first offer, man. First offer. Yeah, I was like, Nick Cage used a mop. He broke a mop and just beat the shit out of an ostrich, and that was one down. <laughs> and you, Can we like, talk you guys about have like the can, like the crazy way that he would fight these uh, like animatronic creatures. Yeah. Well, it, I was like. The gorilla. You feel, I feel like a gorilla would be a lot stronger. And he was just like, I'm going to punch you in the face a lot. Punch, punch, yeah. punch, punch, punch. You're like, stop it. Ah. Every fight. Every fight was like that. Every fight was just like the two of them in on a t- in a tight like space right yeah. on top of each other. And just slapping at each other. Like you would beat up like your stuff. Like, you know what it was like? Have you ever had those like wrestling pillow friends? Yeah. And you'd kind of like throw them around and wrestle them. That's kind of how he fought these things. Yeah. It's like, you know, for like, I don't know what kind of powers these robots are supposed to have, but it's like, it didn't even seem like they had regular robot strength. No. It was no, like they were very slow. They had no strength whatsoever. I mean, it felt like for animatronic robots, like if I went up against a robot, just a regular robot. Nick Cage just rips out its spinal cord like one yeah. of them just I mean, was like, reaches oh. in and pulls it out. Because what? Like that's one of those things where it's like, okay, I, I understand he's the protagonist and we want to root for him, but I feel like you guys may have done yourself a little bit of a disservice because there is he is dispatching these things with no difficulty at all yeah like he's just like hey did no one ever decide to come and like he's having were, a much harder time with those stains and he's having a hard time how were the, these the, satanists actively murdering so many like did you just guys do you have the stupidest people here like did anyone ever like hey you know what we should do we should not let them murder people we should just stop. Them I mean, from for doing starters, that. for starters, right? Because it made it seem like, oh no, these robots are like really good at killing people. It's like maybe you guys are really, really, really bad at defending yourself. <laughs> Look at your sheriff; <laughs> she doesn't know how to hold a shotgun. No, if you had the internet, if you had the internet, you could look at a picture and it's like that's how you hold it. Oh my gosh! Oh my I God, feel I'm so, so silly. That was burning my uh, hands. I did not understand why. I didn't understand. It's like, because it's like it would, you look at it like, okay, did, he just punched that robot in the face and it and it died. Like he didn't. It was like it wasn't like, oh yeah, no, I had to. It was really tough. It was these were they had you know blades and and they had knives and they had fire. No, it's like, like no. every fight was like him beating up a stuffed animal, like toy. It, it really was. Thing. It was like, ah, I don't like you. You're it's like, it's like a, a therapy session where he's beating up a doll. It's like, ah, this is my father. <laughs> and I, I hate you. I hate you. It was like, no, this is, I was like, this should be a little, I mean, like, I feel like this should be a little bit more difficult Will, than Will, it the is. The fight with Willie was probably the best fight. And honestly, I think Willie was like really the only animatronic that looked cool. Mo, I mean, some some of them are like, okay, some of them kind of really do fit the whole uh, Chuck E. Cheese aesthetic yes. pretty decently, like the uh, like Spanish owl or whatever that thing was, uh, and but like some of them look so cheap, like the 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 night thing looked like a high school nighty mascot. night. 
like version like the Michigan State Sparty mascot, but cheaper looking. That thing looked awful. And then you had the the worst one was the pixie girl with like Siren uh, Sarah. Oh, that thing looked like the cheapest costume left. Didn't even. It was like okay. I don't even think that it was like that's just a person running around with a big head on. Yeah, no, that does not like, even qualify as like animatronic even. And I was like the alligator She's one. Such an afterthought. You're like, what? We need seven. Shit. What else do we have left? Oh, the and then the the alligator that's just standing in the room while the two kids oh, are having sex in the in the was it a pool or something? I don't know. And I was I was like, I don't like, know. Like I I'm not even sure. But it's like, I don't even understand. Like they went right into sex. Like that. That so, was. It was like okay. They were so horny that they were just gonna ignore. I, why everything. did you guys not just stay home? Why did I you guys know. come along? They could have had. They could have had sex at home. Well, because it was but like, like the one girl was kind of a freak. I guess like it was sort of like turning her on, and he's like he's just your like your stereotypical movie horn dog. He's not going to turn sex down no matter what. <laughs> but it was like, again, within the confines of this, it's not like, because it's when I was like, okay, in the in a normal standard horror movie, you have the kids go into a place and like, oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's supposed to be haunted. Oh, yeah. And they don't believe it. So like when things start happening, they're like, wait, what? But all but of these kids. Their plan was to already to destroy it. Like that they, was. Their they were plan. like, "Oh, we have to destroy this place because of the evil satanic robots." Like you already know about them, and you're like, "You know what? The first thing we should do: let's break away from the pack and go make ourselves as vulnerable as possible in a place we know is already full of murderous satanic robots." <laughs> That I gotta get, I gotta get the little fella squeezed. You know, it's been it's been twenty minutes. I mean that that is it's when I was like, okay, you gotta. I mean, like, brother, you might need to, you know, get in touch with somebody because if you can't go twenty minutes, like, all right, hey, I know that you're getting. That's I know the, you're getting that's worked the behavior up. Behavior of a guy who's never been laid. He's, He's like, desperate to be laid. Let's. And I didn't get that vibe from him. No, he was like the guy who'd never been laid. Like he seemed definitely like the guy who was getting. You know, I mean, he's no stranger around the puss. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like he you know, I'd be like, doing. hey, I get that you're getting. Sorry, worked kids, up. if you're listening, this is an adult. Um, yes. adult mature. <laughs> yes, this is. We use adult mature words in, on in this podcast. It's it's one of those where like, all right, dude, what I need you to do. Is I need you to be able to like press pause for like thirty minutes, maybe not even, but like third. Just get like talk to your girl. Hey, mm-hmm. I know you're getting worked up. That's good. Yep. Harness that. Hold on to that. Remember it. Let's think just about burn it. this building down let's, real quick for a minute. Let's burn this mother down. Then let's you know let's go yeah let's go do the deed. Let's not in here so much where. We're, you know, and then you can grind over top of me with your clothes on, like we were just, and now. and then like because even because it's like that was that was the thing about that scene where she's like, hey, I think look at that. It's like it's you're. you're I think tr- they were screwing in one of those like ball pit things. By the way, I think it was like yeah, it was like gotta be like the most uncomfortable way to have sex. Well, and it with thousands of little hard balls poking in your back, and I, I was like, okay, or going up your butt, like. Just wedge between your cheeks. 
God, it's like sand. It's everywhere. I know they're teenagers, so they're probably yeah. not necessarily going to think about it. But it's one super of those things. Super horned like, up. They're okay, super guys, horny. Uh, do you not know ball pit? Ball pit. Ugh, the God. kinds of the kinds of of. Uh, there's so much piss. There's so much kid There's piss. kid piss, and it's just been marinating for who knows how long. <laughs> Dead just rats. Non, like, just sweat. Yeah, there's rat turds down in there, 100%. I mean, like, okay. 100%. I mean, think, I mean, just if you're able to input that information, I feel like it really takes the whatever level of quote-unquote sexiness of this situation. Like, oh, this is really getting me turned on. What part of this is getting you? If that's getting you turned on, you probably need to talk to somebody because this should not be yeah. raising no. your your arousal. Like, who? We're. It almost like, makes you wonder. Like in another cut, like was she like a, an ancestor of the cult? Yeah, it's like she she totally gets eaten up too. And the way that alligator moves is impossible. In that <laughs> you know, she's like. She's like, hey, I think that thing moved. And he looks, they both look over at it and like it's just gone. And then, like, a split second later, it's just right over there on top of him. And it just, just like goes, st- oh, no, you're dead, dead, you're dead, yeah, you're yeah, dead. Yeah, right. Oh, my he's like, gosh. I don't know if he's eating him or motorboating him. I can't quite tell, but blood well, is squishing everywhere. And, and again, it's one of those like, uh, like it, uh, I could just I like I want to try and know like okay so what was the motivation? I mean, blood there? comes out and squirts her with like the force of a cannon. It yeah, just shoots her like no bite would like. <laughs> what's gonna cause that kind of you know like gushers fruit candy like squish just all yeah. out the side? Jesus Christ! And it's like again another like the the one thing that really does that, that's unfortunate because I feel like I mean I know five million dollars. You know, is uh, too much of it goes to Nick Cage in this instance because I'm like, I know we're not going to have. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the the budget is for Five Nights at Freddy's. Probably, I would I would have to imagine it's considerably. Well, I mean, it's Freebird. It's Freebird and the Camaro. That's yeah. It's Nick Cage. The the that's what we paid for. (laughs) That's what they paid for. Um, everything else they went to the dollar fifty thousand dollars went to like the rest of the cast and crew. Here's let's go let's go on YouTube and see like hey how to make you know robots out of pool noodles and stuff like because like the alligator guy it's like okay he's wearing an alligator you know costume from wish dot com and (laughs) it's like it looks kind of more like he's wearing pajamas and an alligator hat. It's like okay yeah. They they look like mascots. Like they put out a call. Like any high school mascots. If you're if you're gonna just throw out your costumes. Like if you're getting like they had to get really like into it. Like if like hey, don't go to any trouble. But if you're just gonna get rid of your mascot and it's a like an animal of some kind. Yeah. Don't throw it out. We'll come get it. We'll come to you. We'll pick it up. There's we'll a guy uh, in an Astro van. And he'll come yes. out. He'll pick it up. Yes. He will. It, there was, it, I don't know, it was like, uh, maybe it was sometime in the last decade or so, because um, it wasn't just like yesterday. It was it was a little while ago, but it wasn't like super long ago. It's been within the last decade. There was there was a period of time at Walmart where they would have a, a bin, just one of those big bins out in the middle of one of their main aisles that would just be filled with like, I, they were like 5 or $10, but they were oversized heads. 
they were they were like I mean some of them were like licensed character heads some of them were just like animals or the set I was not expecting you to say that yeah uh, no it's like that's what like they oversized they, heads in a bin yeah. was the last thing on my checklist of uh, guesses like well I guess was it a giant bin of heads yeah they they, they were these uh, because you could put them on. And we're like, oh, it's a unicorn, it's a lion, you know. Or then they had licensed ones where it was like, oh, it's the Grinch. Oh, it's like the, the horse. Like I've seen the horse. People do the. That it was these. These the were they, they. were more like mascot heads. They were like it wasn't just mm. a mask. It was like a really. You oversized. think they just took a trip to Walmart and they saw the heads and they formed the whole idea of I, the I mean, movie like, from that? They were, they bought it, six heads and they're like, this they're is like, the all right, here's what we're doing. I mean, that's we're really gonna start what with these heads, and we're gonna end with Nicolas Cage. It really kind of feels <laughs> like that's like it's just this amalgamation <laughs> of all these really bad ideas that like like they put them all together and they pitch this to somebody, and somebody's like, "Hey, let's do this because it would be like Five Nights at Freddy. We could cash in on Five Nights at Freddy's success without it being Five Nights at Freddy's because they hadn't made a Five Nights at Freddy's movie yet." So it's like, oh, hey, if we beat no, them, exactly. if we beat them to the market, then then we will, you know, surely this will be a financial boon for us. Um, to which they made. I bet you they were hoping it might be a movie like Tremors. Yeah. Right. Because Tremors is not. It's universal, so it in a way it is sort of like a big movie, but it was very it looked it looked low budget and it was all riding on Kevin Bacon. You know, like we got Kevin Bacon and, you know, we know that Kevin Bacon's several years removed from Footloose, but Kevin Bacon was just like one of those guys. He was famous and he was famous for just working, you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or is it seven degrees of Kevin Bacon? I forget. You know, you know the game, though. Oh, yeah. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everybody. He just maybe he's not a huge star, but he's in movies. I will. Your movie may or may not start. There's a 10% chance your movie may start Kevin Bacon. You know, like you look at it, you casted the whole thing, and you knew you didn't see Kevin Bacon one bit during the whole process, but there's still a 10% chance that your movie will have Kevin Bacon. You'll just show up like yeah, the Baba Duke, you know? <laughs> it's, I was like, in, in, uh, just in real time here, as like, on the Spirit Halloween website, if you go like there is a Scooby mascot full mask, mm-hmm. and and you've just you've got you've got a lady wearing this mask, and it's an oversized looks like a mascot head, yeah, and it looks like Scooby Doo, like it's not it doesn't look, I mean like what you end up getting you know in the mail or you know if you ordered it and it shows up, it's probably not super high quality. It's probably not like, oh wow, this is really impressive. It's thirty nine ninety nine, but I'm looking at the picture, and having a a relationship where I've purchased things from Spirit Halloween before, I know that their stuff isn't like, you know, you're not going to be shocked by how high quality it is, but at the right. same time, it's also not like everything you get there is just total garbage. Like this doesn't look like if I went into the store. And it's I got like this. a toss up, you know. Like you can yeah. get. Like I've got some. I like the little Ghostbuster packs that they were selling. Yeah, those are a great example of like what the high end of like what you could expect at a yes at because like it looks like it could be really cheap, but then you get it and you're like, yeah, okay, this is not 
you know, movie prop quality or anything, but this is also very passable from a distance. Yeah. And, that's <laughs> and you what... can make mods to it and make it way better. And, and that's, that's what like a whole community of people did. With with this, this is a forty dollar mascot head. And I'm like, okay, it's what you're just saying. There's like, okay, if I make a few alterations of this to where like I can make, because it's not like they really made the mouths move, like not in any kind no, of like. The, comp- any, if there were animatronics, it was like a blinking eye or something. Yeah, like I was like, okay, the eyes kind of moved a little bit, and the mouth opened and shut. So it's like, so it's like. Okay, it's the bare minimum of movement that you would could call this. If like, like if if I can go get this Scooby Doo mask for forty dollars, yeah, it's one of those things I really like. I want to go to these guys and go. Okay, I know Cage was expensive. I know the car was expensive. I know Freebird was expensive. Right. Where's the, where did the rest of the money go? Because it didn't go to acting, and it didn't go to sets or costumes or stuff. It's like, what did it no, go to? No, because a movie with any real budget would have made a custom size, like, uh, one, one, like, like just like three fourth scale size shotgun that could pass as like, yeah. Role. Cause like, but because she's able to hold it normally, you're not distracted by yeah. it at all. Give her it's a like, Nerf oh, gun and the paint really, it. Yeah, give her, give her, <laughs> it would have been less distracting. I'll give you that. Spray paint you a know? Nerf gun black. And you're like, all right. <laughs> It would have been the perfect size for her. This cost us the Nerf gun was thirty five dollars and the spray paint was another five. We spent forty dollars on your gun. Boom. Done. It does make me wonder why. Like I can totally see why Nicolas Cage would be in this movie. It doesn't shock me. Like I look at this movie and I see him and I go, Yeah, that makes sense. That it checks out. Really, I I don't understand why Beth Grant is in this movie. It just it screams that like she has some sort of like out of control meth habit or something. Yeah, she's like, she's hooked on drugs and she's just like I got to do one more shitty movie. I mean, it's it's one of those like if I'm you know if I'm seventy one years old and somebody comes up to me and like hey we're making a movie and I'm like okay, um, sure. And what, you're like, what, what, is it like an ironic thing? Like is Quentin Tarantino directing this? I hope. Uh, they're like, I uh, know it's a, it's 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 this guy. They're like, oh, I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I know him. Um, no, you don't. You don't know Kevin Lewis because Kevin Lewis has never made it, uh, anything that you would actually care about. And he's oh, not- but you know what? He did actually work with Cage once with the uh, Mandy. That other, like the the other horror movie that I yeah, guess Nick which Cage people did. people some horror movie people love Mandy. Yeah, <clears throat> I I ne- I never saw it because it was in that phase of Nick Cage movies where like okay you might like this uh, like it's at the, at the end of this if you're listening to this watch this movie because you will enjoy it oh please you will watch enjoy it. it it's 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 one of those Nick like, Cage is just perfect and everything you'd want him to be in a movie like this he's 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 fantastic I mean like you really do rally behind him you love when he beats the shit out of each of the robots one at a time ripping arms and if off you stabbing like, people, like oh it's great you gotta see his pinball dance for oh the pinball cannot- dance him playing pinball is <laughs> like it's one of those like I, I, that may be it was like oh okay you guys so instead of building like uh competent good-looking animatronic robots for your movie, you guys went out and had somebody custom-build you a pinball machine that's in 45 seconds of the movie. 
by the way, good call because that those are like the best parts of the movie. When yeah, he's it's like him is like smash yeah. cola breaks and yeah. he's doing the pinball. And, and when it gets to the dance and the song, oh, it's so good! It's like the 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 piece de resistance. It's so well, good. and and to like because one of my favorite Nick Cage moments in the whole thing because. It's even it's somewhat formulaic just because you're like, oh, okay, he's gonna go one by one and beat each of these yeah. robots up and it's like yeah. oh. so the only thing that changes every time that, he crushes a can is like, yeah, a, like a, I, a new yeah. he's gonna kill somebody else. Awesome. Yep. And the only thing It's not I, gonna look cool in the slightest. No, 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 no. It's gonna be really You know what my favorite part of the whole entire movie is? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Yes. Do it. And they build him up to be such a badass. That uh, there's the scene where the the guy and the girl they're they're in the room right yes and they're screaming and they're dying and like he he kicks the door in in such a way oh the, like, the doors goes flying <laughs> off it does like a flip if it's not styrofoam I don't know what it's made of because yes. he, he just the way it flies off the hinges is the best i don't know if that was what they i could i could very much as a person who's creative and you you work really hard at getting a vision just perfect the way it's in your head make it just that way but it just isn't coming right and i could picture like the director like wanting that to look so much different but it's like almost unintentionally hilarious but it's awesome the way it comes shooting off the there it's it looks like it weighs two ounces it, yeah it's 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 when I was like, okay, this is because all of those things, like, it, it it's it's sort of like it feels like Nick Cage in this movie feels like a uh, a divorced dad whose kids have grown up and like, all right, you know, now like I I my kids are are out on their own. It's just me. It's not like midlife crisis, but it's like I'm go- like I'm gonna go get that Camaro now. I'm yeah, gonna get I don't the have leather to model, jacket. Like yeah, I don't have to model like you know adult no responsible it's like, adult behavior. I anymore. get to do whatever the hell I want to do now. I'm gonna yeah. get those sunglasses. I'm gonna get the leather jacket. I'm gonna get the Camaro, and I'm yeah. just gonna drink energy drinks. And it was like because it's one of those things like whoa, dude, you are way past the age that you should be doing any of these things. Like no, no, I'm Nick Cage. Damn it! Look at me, and I, and it's like, okay, okay, yeah, no. It's like I kick in. I mean, doors. are you gonna tell him to his face he can't I, do those? I things? I kick in doors. I beat the shit out of ostriches. You don't tell me what I do. <laughs> I rip the arms off of alligators. Yeah, I'm gonna clean. I'm gonna clean the shit out of this bathroom. Literally. Oh man. I was like, look he, at this bathroom. Is, do you see what I did so here? Good. I love the like at the end, okay, right? Like he survives the night. Yes. And Tex seems pissed. I guess he's almost kind of like he's. It's like the the Beth Grant sort of reaction, like, oh no, he's yeah, you know, he's not dead. Like the curse, son of a and bitch. Like it's all cleaned in, in here. Yeah, he, his initial gut reaction is disappointment, but then I do love the fact that he is like, well, we can reopen. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, you had you had one guy, one guy. A single, like, it's, because, again. A near 60-year-old man. A, a, an elderly man. Practically. Who was here yeah, he's for. Retirement age. He was a retired here. man 
who is in your establishment for a night, one night, a single night. He killed all of the satanic <sighs> robots. He took care of every problem and he had. He took care of the, curse. the entire yeah. building. Imagine what he could do with two nights. It's what I was like. Like this would have taken you a crew of people a week just to clean it. <laughs> One elderly man did it in it's a true. night, whilst also murdering well, just a pack of satanic robots. One one by one, and while taking like you know, he was compliant with his breaks. He always took a break. That I mean, like that, like okay, he took frequent breaks. I was like, well, I mean, was, just the, I mean, like when that you that was weird too. How the he so <clears throat> the breaks is part of the gag, I guess, part of the setup <clears throat> or the framework of how the night is going to be unfold. You have to have those breaks. Yeah. And like, but it makes no sense for the text guy if he knows he's just sending them in to be sacrificed to warn him to take breaks. Like, why would he say that? It makes no sense. It's it's like, no uh it's no uh gum in the in, in the in the lock at out front of quick stops you no. have to hang a banner because you have to shoot at night and you're working around that like that's a smart writing, you know. Maneuver like you solved a problem with an like just some writing. Yeah, they did none of that. In this. Nope. No, I mean because that's and and like that's that's one of the things about a movie like this. Because honestly, and we've talked about it before, one of my favorite things about doing stuff like this, and and honestly, like I think this is one of the reasons why um, horror movies are so fun in this respect is, and especially now, like because there's there really are kind of like two camps like we now have really good well-made horror movies like oh studio quality real actors plot story like there are good you know good horror movies that get put together now that are that are quality and you go it's like oh well this is really i mean this was scary there was tension The story horror was well movies made. have not been treated like this artistically well since like the sixties or yeah. the seventies. Like you used, uh, like Hitchcock because the eighties and nineties were all about and two thousands were just formulaic. Uh, you know, like each decade had its formulaic horror movies that you could just count on year in and year out. Now we're like in this golden age of really well made horror movies. They're just every. You could just open up any number of streaming services and find some really good horror movies to watch. Well, and, and one of the things, one of the things that the '80s and the '90s and the early 2000s, maybe I feel like it kind of tapered off a little bit once you got to like the 2010s. Um, those three decades. Well, that was the Japanese horror era, like the yeah. mid 2000s to mid 2010s. I feel like was all about. Well, like one of of the things, one of the things that would happen is somebody, somebody would put together, even if it was low budget, but somebody would put together, you'd have Friday the 13th, you'd have Nightmare on Elm Street, you'd have, you know, even go back to the late, I mean, like 79 when you're talking Halloween and it's like on the cusp of that coming into it, it's like, okay, you have an initial thing that does well and you could follow it up. I mean, through 
you know, the 80s, the 90s, and, and the early 2000s, you know, I was just thinking about it the other day, like even mentioning Wrong Turn and the movie Joyride with Steve Zahn and Paul uh, Walker, and I forget who the female lead was in that. But I was like, you'd have, you'd have even semi-decent, you know, studio-quality horror movies, but what, what would end up making them a joke is they would just churn out ridiculous endless sequels i mean like there's like i think there's seven or eight wrong turn movies you know yeah they, you couldn't make uh it's like nowadays with comic book movies like you can't even really make a standalone comic book movie anymore yeah you always have to think ahead to like well how can we make this uh, like we can we'll make this movie but only if it's got some sort of hook to where we can keep redoing it well and and over the thing and over, the, and over again the thing is, every iteration of that same story that comes out, like, um, it just kind of it ends up cheapening the original to a degree, just because there's so many copies of it. So it's like, okay, there's, you know, there's six or seven different wrong turn movies. The first one wasn't bad; it was by no means yeah. a cinematic masterpiece. But it's like, okay, the first one, you know, you got a couple of decent, you know, names. I know Eliza Dushku, I think, is the only one off the top of my head that I remember. I was like, okay, you got a couple of recognizable faces, <clears throat> a little bit of a story, and it does okay at the box office. You have a bunch of teenagers that go see it, you know, it, and you're like, okay, this, you know, this did well. Well, then you just, you copy and paste and copy and paste and copy and paste. It's like, before you know it, like, you've got the sixth movie set of Wrong Turn. It's like, yeah, I don't really care about yeah. the first one anymore because they're all just right. kind of garbage. Well, like we said before, like Tremors, we had mentioned it yeah. before. You know, like there's so many Tremors movies. And the only thing that's holding it together is Michael Gross. He's yeah. like the guy from Family Michael Ties. Gross was, I, I mean, I will admit that Family, uh, Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre were like a really fun. They were great. Uh, yeah, they had, they were really fun together. But most people were there for Kevin Bacon. And that's basically it. He was the draw. And then it just turned out to be this really fun, like, you know, movie. Uh, but once, I mean, but right away, Kevin Bacon's like, I ain't doing another one of these. I don't give a shit. You know, like, I'm not doing another one of these. Yeah. He probably made the movie agreeing to, like, make it, like, I'll make it, but no, don't ask me to do any sequels. Oh, he then was. They, but then they got. Uh, he was terrified that that was, that movie was going to end his career. Oh, my gosh. He's like, I'm in a movie that, with that, worms. That, that's disappointing. Like, I. I, I doubt that like actors feel the same way nowadays because horror he, movies do have he, a different sort of a yeah he has much because I I just watched I got the Arrow 4K version of it and I rewatched that a few weeks ago and watched a bunch of the supplemental stuff and that he talks about how when it first came out he was like for years and years and years he was he wouldn't watch it he hated it would always speak negatively about it but then hmm. you know it it's not that it developed its own kind of cult fandom but a little bit and then he kind of came back around to it. I was like you know what that was because he remembers what's nice is he does you know he's like you know what that was wrong of me and it's like he remembers how no, much no i don't fun blame him for that now he can say yeah. that with distance and now he's had a really good career and it didn't yeah. define him and it didn't end his career but i think he's absolutely right you probably do make a movie like that and sort of cross your fingers yeah that it that doesn't it, okay. become a thing that defines you <laughs> It's like you don't want to be the worm guy. Like, oh, no. But you no, know, it's true. 
it's true. And you, the, the other guy, the Fred Ward guy, I mean, he, yeah. his big shot was Remo Williams. And when that wasn't like a huge thing, I mean, he was praying for like the worm, Fran. Like, come on, baby. Yeah, come be on, good. worms. Come on, worms. <laughs> Well, and he did, he did show up for the sequel, but I don't think he did anymore. After not that. after that, yeah. After the third one, that it was sequel all Michael was Gross. dog shit. Like he probably saw that and was like, "Oh my god, they didn't even have enough money to make it decent." Well, and I mean, even to, <laughs> I even, trusted they would make it look better. <laughs> like the one thing, like I, I enjoy and I give credit to the Sharknado franchise that they they poke fun at that that whole trope. Like it's. It's like it was even in those, making the if, first yeah, one. Yeah, those movies, if they're self-aware just enough, yes. it really goes a long way. It's like they lean they lean into that just enough to where it's like, we realize this is a shitty movie. We weren't yeah. trying to make a good movie. This I we, like that you picked this movie because it is sort of like, we can have fun talking yes. about this movie in particular, but it also just sort of like it's a tribute in our our recognition that like, hey, there we know there's a lot of movies out there like, like ghoulies or whatever like these are not good movies yeah but they there's enough interesting things to talk about to fill a couple hours yeah easily this i mean because i like this was one because i think even when we were talking offline this week you're like oh is this the were you picking the 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 bad horror music like this could easily fit into the category of like oh this is just a a bad horror movie. He's like, oh no, this yeah. is my new one. I have a different one in mind. If I go with Ugh. the oh bad, this is a bad horror movie. <laughs> but like the that was know, a shocking admission. The because <laughs> like there's some. I mean like some of because like, I just. Uh, I mean I've I've talked about Ghoulies a couple times. I just recently acquired, um, and it was much much more inexpensive. But Troll and Troll Two. Which uh, Troll Two is one of those like people regard as one of the worst movies ever, and it really I mean Troll is not great, but Troll Two, which is a sequel in name only, has literally nothing to do with trolls. It's about goblins. Um, okay, I mean it's it's I mean it's one of the worst movies ever made, but it's one of those like you've already lied to us out of the gate. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, like it's so bad, um, but like there's. Like some of those are like, cause I have, I mean, I have attack of the killer tomatoes in my cart right now. I have arrow video has a return of the killer tomatoes. Uh, oh, with George Clooney. Yes. <laughs> and so like, that's one, but then like, cause I put a bunch of, I watched, I watched munchies the other day, which is just oh, man. shit. It's just pure. Oh, shit. it's dog shit, but it was fun. But I remember it, that it, is a, I definitely remember renting that yeah. at the video store. In the eighties, I mean, I remember, and we we all did because we were like, it might be like Gremlins, yeah. You know? But you're like, oh, but it's not. It wasn't. It's, it wasn't it's at just all. horrible. Um, <laughs> it's just... And then, like, because uh, I was looking around, I was like, okay, well, like, what are good? Because I, 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 kind of even just in the back of my head, I was making note, like, okay, next year I want to add a creature feature because it's like that's a, its own thing. Because I was like, I oh, was yeah. re- remembering the movie Ticks. Which has Alfonso Robero and Seth Green, um, and it, it's an and uh, Clint Howard's in that, and it's another one. I was like, this is so bad, and um, I remember seeing that on TV on USA, and um, uh, Mosquito, which has Gunnar Hansen who played uh, um, Leatherface. He's mm. he's in Mosquitoes. It's these giant mosquitoes that are trying to s- kill everyone, and. Uh, like all of these movies are like these movies are so bad 
but the, like it's the kind of stuff that if you remember watching Joe Bob Briggs drive yes. in, uh, those are the best because I and I I think he still does the his his whole act as well. Like yes, I, he does. I say like I miss him, but I think he. But I mean, I remember watching him. What was it like TNT or whatever? He was on it was. TNT. Yep, he was. It great. was fantastic. He would come on and he would give you like these hilarious sort of summaries of how many like boobs there were in the yeah. movie and like how many like like decapitations there were. And yeah, he had he had a system and it was pretty great. Well, because that's the- th- this would this would play on that his his old show perfectly. That's that's the other side of that horror movie coin is, I mean, like every genre, I mean, like, and I think we've talked about it a number of times before as well. It's like when, when I hear people it's like, oh, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's like, no, 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 no. You need to come down into the basement of the basement of the basement of some of the shit that we've watched and sit through <laughs> that and then tell me how much you hated, you know, some big studio production that just didn't meet your every whim. I was like, no, no, no. These movies that exist over here, these are just the dredges of the film world. So it's like, there. I mean, there's always. I mean, there's stuff that has. Oh, this movie had a fifty thousand dollar budget. They made it over a couple of weekends. Like, people can throw together all kinds of of movies, and it's like, you know, yeah. The bigger the budget presumably the better it's going to be i mean i mean fun. don't you think like you and i could make a movie for like a couple thousand dollars oh absolutely i mean like when you wa- i mean you watch willie's wondering on it's like okay i couldn't necessarily meet that production because no so, I, mean, I i i tease but also i couldn't do this good no i mean, I mean and and some of that is like okay legitimately these guys would have i mean some of the five million dollars went towards renting legitimate filming equipment so it's like if we were to go out and make a movie, it's like we could probably weasel our way into some decent cameras, but you're yeah. not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be using studio production quality. We're not gonna be renting hundred thousand dollar you know cameras. Like we could. Yeah. We could put together something pretty fair. Um, yeah. And, and that's that's one of the nice things about the industry is the fact that like okay, even just as a general consumer. If you'd still have to spend a little bit of money, but you could probably put together, you know, a a decent enough, you know, rig by piecing it together with a piece here, a piece there, and like, okay, this is a legitimate camera that cost me maybe between ten and twenty thousand dollars over the course of time that I've invested in what I'm doing. I was like, I have a real camera. I could film things that people and like and editing it in a real in real software. It's like you could make a movie and have it not like as long as I like you'd have. I mean, like it's not going to be studio quality, but you if you had good people and the right script, the tools are available to be able to make something that's not just garbage. Well, talent, talent can cover up a lot of uh, yeah. uh, talent and clever editing. Really? I mean, a lot of people have the like because there's there's the. Uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Neil, uh, uh, I forget his name. He's uh, like, he's, he's like a, a Tommy Wiseau where it's like, he had more money than he knew what to do. And so yeah. he made movies. It was like, oh, you have the resources. You just make shitty movies because you have no ability. You have no talent. You have no talent. You, you have resources. You just have no talent. 
So it's like, yeah. And you surround yourself with people who are bullshitting you. And yeah, exactly. You want to hear all the time. Um, so with, with I mean, Willie's Wonderland is on the flip side of, I was like, okay, you have The Conjuring, you have Annabelle, you have It. You know, you have real studio quality movies with real casts, real special effects, real stories. Okay, these are these are well made. And then you have Willie's Wonderland. I feel like with a di- with a few replacements in the cast and like maybe another ten million dollars, like this could have been a lot better. Oh yeah. Oh really? Far there, and there's away. definitely the framework of a good movie in here. Yeah. Like, it's fun. It's a fun movie, but it could be like a good movie, right? Too like there. It there's not have enough to in be. this to make it a good movie. It feels like a short film. expanded out and made longer just by extremely long yet satisfying montages of Nick Cage cleaning and really long not very fun or exciting fight sequences of Nick Cage punching big stuffed teddy bears and the camera shaking around yeah pointed up in weird angles like there's always like the shot of like the cameras down below them and they're just kind of like just sort of jostling at each other and I don't know. They did their best, I guess. This is really all you can say. They kind of did their best with what they had. They and and that's what the what one it, cool kill was like when Beth Grant gets slashed. Like that was that wasn't that bad. was a good one, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That was like the best kill in a in a movie filled with really generic, just like just die off screen, will you? <laughs> well they the 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 thing about it was is like you yeah because I was okay so I was looking up I wanted to find out Five Nights at Freddy's has a production budget of twenty five million yeah it's like okay you take it and I mean yes twenty five million is I mean it's it's funny and they don't even have a Nick Cage to, no that's to I'm like it. okay you got Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard are probably the biggest names in the movie um, oh wow and so for 25 million dollars because that's one of those things like okay if you were to take the idea of five or of uh willie's wonderland and if you were able to kind of say okay we have these these producers are in this is the pool of money we have thus far and you'd bring it to a few more people just to expand that and you say okay because i mean really it's like if you took another i mean if you had another 10 million which I think is, that's what if, if you had another ten million, cut it in half. You say, okay, we can't add twenty, but we can add ten. You really could because the production quality of Five Nights at Freddy's, at least from the trailers, looks considerably better than than mm-hmm. Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, it does. So, it's but what, that's that. that's just what they can do that with better costumes. I yeah. Mean, it, so it's like okay. If you took Willie, Willie looks like he would make the cut in Five Nights and Freddy, but none of the others. None do. of the none other, of yeah. the others even come close. No, and so they really ought to just <clears throat> not have had other characters. Like just try to find a make, way to make it Willie and only Willie, and then just put put like because it's almost like they're like, okay, I had this vision, and like we got Willie, he's perfect, and they're like, how much money we got left? We don't have any money left. Oh. <laughs> Like, we have twelve dollars left. Oh, I fucked up. We have to make seven other characters <laughs> out of twelve dollars. Oh, crap. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, so they went like, they went shoplifting at um, <laughs> Spirit Halloween. Like they couldn't even afford to buy them. We went dumpster diving. <laughs> That's what we. we 
We found all this stuff outside. Out they pay like the- a kid to go barf on a costume and then like insist they throw it out back in the dumpster and then you go dive it into it later that night. We went to Walmart on November 1st and everything was 75% off. So, and we just saved it. We, Those things were probably considered during the making of this movie. Uh, like, they were no, if this movie like were like divided up into like a making of like one of those shows where like every, the end of every episode some tense like will the movie get made or won't it? This is this would be that movie. That the, uh, honestly, that would be great. If so, you in February of 2021, you release Five Nights at Fred, or, or you release uh, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, and and people watching like okay, and then now coming this spring is an eight episode series of how we yeah. made Willy's Wonderland, and like it's that <clears throat> I think. See, you- I would do it in reverse. I would do it like Hard Knocks. I would put out the like the eight episodes and get people talking about it, and then release the movie, and then you have a few extra people who go see it, maybe. That's, like, oh, this is that damn movie they actually made the show about. There, actually, oh. that was a movie. I thought that was made up for the show. Well, but let's yeah. get together and watch that Friday night. Let's go see it. Yeah. <clears throat> it it'll it's um, it does like part of part of why I wanted to tie this in too is because by the time we're winding down the end or nearing at least at the end of October, we don't know the spooktacular could carry on. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're we not, don't know. We don't know. It could That's pour the beauty. over in November. We don't know. <laughs> but as we get to the end of the actual Halloween season, Five Nights at Freddy's is finally coming out October 27th, and it's debuting in theaters and on Peacock. So I think that's going to hurt its box office. I think it's not going to do as well at the box office because people could just watch it on Peacock at home. But uh, Yeah, well, they did the same thing with Halloween too, right? <clears throat> I. I don't think it hurt it too terribly bad, did it? Uh the the last Halloween one that it, oh it was the last Halloween one the one they released simultaneously because that one did not do that one. Well, I, no. I think that was yeah because I <laughs> that was I watched it and I know one. I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, and I think yeah because why I, would you? Right? I think I bought it after the fact just because I have the other two and I'm like. Oh, I didn't love this movie. Well, but. I'm gonna go see it because I think it'll be a fun first horror movie. Like, <clears> you, well, and you have, I mean, you you have a you have a kid that you love watching movies. I'm like, you fit the perfect model for going to see Five Nights at Freddy's in theaters. Like, okay, yeah. <clears throat> if if either or both of my kids were maybe a couple years older, Caden is eleven. Tucker's only nine, and I don't think Tucker like it was. It was funny because I think I may have mentioned when we saw Blue Beetle and uh, they had the trailer for the Nun too. Scared the crap out of both of them. Yeah, that was an odd um, decision to put that and, out front. And I was like, "Oh, hey, thanks." That you know, whoops. That's wasn't expecting that trailer to be in here, but <clears throat> both my whatever. kids will be sleeping with me tonight. Thanks. It's like, all right, that's thanks, cool. Thanks, Regal Cinemas or <laughs> AMC. But uh, but yeah, it was like, okay, you know. So I'm like, Caden has a little bit more curiosity towards scary movies, and I think in a few years, like they'll they'll be ready for you know, okay, I like because you have to like that feeling of being scared at least a little bit. Like you could you could not like the, it's you, true. Like yeah. the, you, you either are into it or you're not. You got to have at least a little bit of a taste for it to be able to sit through scary movies. 
Because if you don't, if you don't have that, like, ooh, that little jolt of adrenaline that you get when you get scared, if you don't have that, you can't get into a scary movie. You're just going to be like, nope, I don't want to watch this. I don't like it. I can't like it. Stop it. Turn it off. And so, but you have, you have a kid that's like, okay, this is the, you're the perfect age. You guys go yeah. see movies together. I, I think it, it is. It's the perfect age. It's the perfect yeah. movie because it's, it's something he's familiar with and he I, can own it. I would even say, and I'm not obligating you guys to do it, but we've had Logan on the podcast before. He was on. Yeah. Um, and I would say if you guys feel like doing it, I'm just throwing it out there. He, w- I think he would do it. Yeah. I, A, think, he uh, I think that would be interesting. Because I'll, I'll probably watch it on Peacock if we want to just as a special additional spooktacular, you know, uh, special feature. We could we could always do our reaction to Five Nights at Freddy's because I would love to get especially in. with that being I'm something in. for you guys to go see in theaters. I think that would be cool and to get you know because he is a core audience demographic to get his thoughts on it, especially being like his first you know his first real scary movie in theaters with dad. That would I think that would be cool. It'd be enjoyable, yeah, to to get that perspective from him. So, hey, I'm looking at the the cast and crew. There, there's a there is a crew member, a uh, EP by the name of Mark Damon, who uh, EP for this movie. He has some serious credits to his name. He's he was an executive producer for Lone Survivor with uh, Mocky Mock. Uh, he was a producer with Two Guns. He he was on that again with Mark. Oh, Two Guns the is never actually really in- good. Yeah, the never-ending story. He was an executive producer on that. Short Circuit. Wow. He was an executive producer on that. Wait a minute. So you've been in a movie. You've been around a movie with a good robot. How do you make this? This guy knows what. No, right. The, that robot was way more convincing. Johnny Five was scarier and more convincing of a lifelike being than any of those modern-day animatronics, quote-unquote animatronics. It, it, it's crazy. There, there's another guy who was an EP. He did the Hurricane Heist movie, which is not a big movie, but it was kind of like one of those bigger, like this is a, we're going for like Sharknado kind of thing. Was that here. the one that where they're like for the bruiser of Fast and the Furious? Not, nah, you know, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they where were, they're like, oh, They okay. were really going with that. That's what they were hanging their hopes like, on for that. We really like, Oh, I'm going to see some probably Vin Diesel in this thing, I guess. Like, uh, it's like, did you like Hard Rain? You wait, you don't remember Hard Rain? Well, crap, because that's what we were gonna lead into. Because this is a lot like Hard Rain. It's like, oh, you mean the Christian Slater, uh, Morgan Freeman heist movie from the nineties? It's like, yeah, that's what we were hoping that the Hurricane heist movie would be like. I, I like those movies. I'll I'll watch especially the tornado ones. Those are always a lot of fun. Uh, you, okay, I feel like we've exhausted. We're d- much we're, the done movie. Like, we're done with Willie. We're done with Willie. He uh, he he kills them all, and uh, and, the, and the curse is lifted, and everybody gets their uh, comeuppance that deserves it. You know the tech Tex and 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 meat stick guy. They 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 explode in like the most unrealistic. Yeah explosion car explosion i've ever seen and then that, that 
that nymph thing or whatever just like touches the car and it just explodes in a cut yeah. that just looks you I'm just gonna say I could pull off something better looking on my iPhone. Yeah. With like a ten dollar app. Like there are apps, a, guys. <laughs> like as, as, as I as see a, I see shitty shitty ads on Instagram constantly for like these ten dollar apps that make your fucking movie clips look like Marvel. Yeah. Like <laughs> they can't come up with something better. <clears throat> it almost feels like it was intentionally shitty or something. And just uh, just because I don't want to feel extra creepy at the end i i'm just gonna say that Liv is at least 18 years old when she leaves yeah. with nicholas cage so it's not super weird. i was gonna ask you about that do does she leave with him as like a like a like a mentor uh like you know mentee <laughs> like whatever you say i i, I feel or, like or or are they like horny for each other because I, I, it almost feels like he's driving off with the lady, like his prize. It's she it, does not deserve to be on a team full of ass kickers if that's what they're implying. If she's just joining his crew, it's a crew of two now. Yeah, if it's like okay, he's going to teach her the ways. Like, hey, the next time you're in a situation where you have to beat up a bunch of satanic uh, robots, <clears throat> let me show you how it's done. Okay, if she's the apprentice, she's he's going to impart his all his wisdom because like yeah, if if it's supposed to be like okay, yeah, he gets the girl in the end. It's like wait, what? I was very confused by the ending. <laughs> I did not really know what that meant. Okay, I mean because like, okay. because also like it <clears throat> goes off in a Looney Tunes sort of yeah, you know when, what I mean? Like the he circle, hits Tito like, the turtle, it. and it was like oh. Yeah. <laughs> And Tito's just been hanging out all night, like he's just there at the, at the at the car where the. By other... the way, that turtle was racist, right? Uh, <laughs> very, very. There felt like felt very racist that turtle. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I was like, could not oh. get into that turtle. But it, so it like I just <clears throat> I had to go with okay, this is she's coming with him mostly because everyone else she knows. Is now dead. Is dead. Okay. Okay. And she doesn't really have any. Oh, we didn't even talk about like the twist or whatever, where you see like the family at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the little kid is the only survivor. Yeah. And, and that's it ends Liv. up being her. Like that means nothing. Like none of that. No, it doesn't add. It, it doesn't elevate the story. Doesn't make it any different. Doesn't make it any better. Not it's a just difference. Like, it, it barely explains why she's there, and it's like, oh yeah. And it's like this doesn't. I guess she's so like, but like she, so she grew up around this thing. So like that's all the reason she needs to want to burn it down, yeah. Because she knows of, you know, she knows like her guardian is the sheriff, and whatever. But yeah, she's got a vendetta because these things killed her parents. But but Beth Grant has like when she's doing the flashback and kind of revealing that, and she I she's the way she says it. It's like she's like the twists of all twists, you know. Like, really, was that a twist? Because, you know, you just tell me that that happened, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. She was about the same age, right? Well, age. <clears throat> it wasn't a twist or anything. It was just. So and I'm, I kind of want to be like, I I don't even really understand how this happened because it wasn't like her parents, you know, defended her. It's like she was just in a closet. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. So like these robots which are notorious for 
murdering children were in this establishment all night long with a child that they just didn't open that door to murder? No, they're not good at finding because remember like when like floppy haired kid like runs into that room yeah. and there's literally only one place for anyone to hide and he just jumps right in there and oh. the the one like uh I don't know which character it was but kind of walks in there Cammy Chameleon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, cuz she's like trying to like trick him or whatever. Yeah. All of that, that whole, that none of that was because like she calls the cops, the police station, and she just like fucking hangs up. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, are you kidding? <clears throat> She's like, uh, you know, it's a prank call. There, it, it is one of those like it's so bad, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that's <clears throat> don't. But I gotta say, when Freebird started and Nick Cage is exiting, and he peels off, it felt very satisfying. Yeah, I mean, it was there were. There, I was completely happy and satisfied. There is just enough redemption in the cool parts of the movie that make up for. I mean, how shitty the rest of it is. It's like, oh, I mean, because it's and the, there are some really good highs, <laughs> but there are some warning you. There's some lows too. The, I'm the, not gonna lie. The kid, the kids, like that. That's why the kids being there works because, like, okay, I want all these kids dead. I'm a little bit pissed. That Liv makes it out in the end because, like, okay, if there was any of them that really I wanted to be gone, I was like, because yeah. the, the whole thing were like, oh, she went in there. Oh, we need to, like, floppy haired dude is like, we got to rescue her. It's like, no, you don't. I was like, and honestly, that one kid's like, I think we should just leave. I was like, yeah, yeah, you should. This was a bad idea to begin with. Like, this was, and I was like, I don't even feel like this was something you all agreed on doing. I feel like it was like Liv wanted to do this. You're like, I don't even really believe that you guys are actually all friends. Like, no, this is like the weirdest little do, breakfast club. They don't club. seem like they hang out. That yeah, like, it kind of feels like breakfast club. But the breakfast club didn't hang out after school, though. Yeah. That's the point. I was like, Here's, let's climb up to the roof. It's like, okay. Well, apparently. Oh, oh, speaking of the roof. Speaking of the roof. Can I, ha- can, can I talk one yeah, second about the roof? Yes. One of the worst scene transitions I've ever seen in my life. Falling through the so roof. This movie's got like <laughs> so like they're kind of like up on the roof for some reason, and again you could tell like it's just black drapes. Like you know they're not even outside. Like they're on some kind of like roof yeah. set they built, and they they just fall through the floor, <laughs> all yeah. of them. Out of nowhere, so they instantly are now they're inside uh you know the uh Willie's Wonderland. They they all followed the ball pit. The smallest, cheapest looking ball pit ever. Oh my god. Th- this th- this movie doesn't look like it cost five million dollars <laughs> at all. Yeah, I mean like at all. When when you watch this movie, just watch it with this with this like don't don't sit down like ooh. This is gonna be a good. It's the like, custom. No. It's it's Nick Cage. It's the car. It's the custom pinball machine, and Freebird. You're that's you're like, watching. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, think like <laughs> that's like four million nine hundred thousand, uh, like right there. Like the 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 enjoyment that people get out of watching pressure watching washing videos on tiktok <coughs> that's 
that's what you get hey, here. Hey, I feel attacked. You never no, played Power like, Wash Simulator because that shit's. I I I mean I have I, like I if if there was a way that you could see the amount of time I've spent watching pressure washing videos, <laughs> I would be embarrassed. I'd be like, oh no, I didn't want you to know that at all. But it's like it's it's like it's like watching something go back in time, like that, it's this like filthy crud crud soaked surface suddenly blasted clean well like that it's it's when i was like okay this should not be as entertaining as it is because it's just pressure washing something but it's mm-hmm. so satisfying to watch and you're like okay yeah no i'm on board with this like this movie like the the shit that happens in this movie is so not good but there's like a weird satisfying quality to her like okay yeah no i want to watch these kids get uh get murdered by these animatronics it's like, very this- much like when the dog pisses on the carpet yeah because you know? i don't i'm not psyched the dog peed on the carpet but i am kind of psyched about getting the carpet cleaner out yeah a little like mini carpet cleaner it's satisfying to watch like the pee come out out up through the nozzle of like you know the the the, like, the this the, is the carpet cleaner thing. When we're oh, done it's here, so satisfying. This is gonna I, be. It, this is gonna I be a feel good like thing. I, it's therapy for my soul. Cleaning the carpet anytime the dog pees on the carpet. <laughs> well, and it's like, and really and truly, it's weird, like, re- weird flex right there. I know, but <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure what ends up like because like okay, at the end of the movie, Nick Cage has cleaned this whole place. It's like yeah, there were a lot of bodies here. There were animatronic ones and human bodies. Like, what did you do? Did you just put them in another one of those garbage bags? Or some of those garbage bags? Yeah, there's bags a lot of evidence human bodies? in those garbage bags. <laughs> and it's like, okay, and like, how did you... I mean, you got it really clean in here for having gotten rid of a number of human bodies. Yeah. And then it's like... Uh, you well, know. that's nothing Nick Cage can't handle, though. So, yeah, it's like... This is, I mean, there's just, there's so many things about this movie. You're like, oh, wow. No, 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 no. But it is really enjoyable just to sit there. It's like, it's mindless and stupid. It's, I mean, like it, fe- it's more of a Sharknado than a Troll 2. Troll 2 was not trying to be ha- ironic. Troll 2 just sucks. Yeah, it is more like a Sharknado. Sharknado because Sharknado hits the mark for what yes. it's going for. And this movie, I think, hits the mark as well. And there are six Sharknado movies, so they just kept going with it. Yeah. And they go in space, I, Nick, and they Nick go- Nick Cage probably won't be in five more of these, no. unfortunately. It, it does say on the Wikipedia But you know page, who probably will be? Emily Tosta. <laughs> yeah, she's going to pick up the mantle, and she's going to go kill some more She's going to be like the Nancy of this, of this thing. <laughs> in February 20, it, it does note on the Wikipedia page for- uh, Willy's Wonderland in February 2021, it was announced that a sequel was being actively discussed. That's oh my God. all. I do know that there is, I think it's a four or five part comic book series that gives an origin story for the whole. I, I didn't seek it out because I don't care enough. But it's like there right. is somebody did go to the trouble of writing and producing a four or five part comic book series that walks through the entire origin of Willy's Wonderland and this whole, like, the, I'm the sure it's not any, it's not worth the effort <coughs> to dig up. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I think you'd have to really be a fan of Willy's Wonderland to invest in something like that, but it's, it's a fun 88 minutes. It, it, I yeah. Mean, it, it oh, is, it's snappy too. It is on Hulu. It's one of those like, okay, 
and I feel like because especially during spooky season, you can get bogged down with a lot of like the, I mean, like people's like, oh, the Friday the 13th and the Halloween movies. And it's like, and there's a lot of those that are, I mean, like in the Halloween franchise, there's like a couple that are good. And the rest of oh, them all yeah. are, aren't. It, same thing with Friday the 13th. There's probably more. Uh, I, I will give it to Freddy. More of the Freddy movies are actually pretty decent. They're not great, but they're, I mean, there's still some quality to the Freddy movies. Um, yeah, I could watch any of them. I could watch any of them. I would be less inclined to watch the second one, but Except the rest the remake. Of them, yeah, the second one, you're right, is not. The second one's it, not as great. The remake sucks. But three, I know it four, has its fans, five, but... and uh, New Nightmare. New Nightmare is really good. Yeah, New Nightmare is um, proto uh, uh, yeah. Scream. So, yeah. so there's... I, I submit something like a Willy's Wonderland as, okay, here's something. You've inspired something. me, sir. You've inspired yeah. me to be more creative with my picks. Uh, I may I may just have to sl- sling one your way that you're not expecting. Yeah, I don't I'll, know. absolutely. I, I love. You've you've opened, you've reopened the the talks, the discussions. Yeah. The talks are, are reopened. I, I had it. a list confirmed, but I think one of the good things about just not addressing what we're doing next you know, episode kind of gives us that flexibility. That we always sort of took anyway, but now I don't feel like bad about it anymore. <laughs> like, oh man, probably somebody did watch that movie and then really like confused when they couldn't find it. Like, where's the episode where they're supposed to talk about heat? Where's that he- heat? I watched that movie like six years ago. No, I don't want to. I got about one. It. I got one other thing just that I read and thought was kind of nifty is uh, the the I guess the director of the movie was uh, he was quoted as saying that the movie had a. He was going for like a killer clowns from outer space vibe, which, which is it definitely yeah. That's it is yeah. It, that's definitely a movie that came right to mind uh, when watching this movie. Is it felt a bit like killer clowns from outer space? So if you have a if you have a soft spot for that movie, you should definitely check this. The, movie yeah, out. this one in uh, I mean I think. Given the same amount of time, Killer Clowns from Outer Space holds up better. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is not a great movie, but it no, is a classic no. just in its own yeah. right. Um, and I, it's I, just a classic because everybody's seen it. It's like one of those. Things. Yeah, I would like to think that in twenty years, Willy's Wonderland could be a similar kind of thing. I definitely feel like it has that kind of energy because it is. I mean, it's just with Nick Cage in it, it might. Yeah, but. it's. It's There's a, so many choices for horror nowadays. Yeah, it's not and, like with killer clowns from outer space where you just didn't get that many. And and it is it is fun. There's uh, it, it Willy's Wonderland right now is it's streaming on Hulu, and uh, and Hulu does really have a because there's um, one of uh, if you, if you ever get the chance Hulu it was been a few years ago they and I don't know if they do it every year but like it was a few years ago they had they put out a bunch of shorts. Um, a scare for Halloween. Um, one of them is called the hug and it's, it's very, uh, I don't want, I don't, it's cause it's, it's a short, so it's only, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight minutes long. If that, mm-hmm. um, it might not be that, it might not be that long. Um, but it's been a little while since I've watched it, but it's set in the same vein. If you go on Hulu, look up the hug, or if you go on YouTube, look up the, hug. you know, Hulu's, you know, uh, the hug. Uh, you 
I don't feel like you'll be disappointed. It's a good little quick, quick little fun little scare hmm. in this vein. But I was like, that's one of the things I like about Willy's Wonderland. 88 minutes, you toss it in. You know, if you're like, ah, it's spooky If you season. hate it, it's over so fast. Yeah, it's over so you fast. Know? You're like, okay. And I, I, I and hang in there like, for that free bird, okay? Yeah. Because, like, it's as, worth it. As shitty as it can be at parts, it's still fun. It's like, that's when I was like, okay, you know, you, you get into some of the, the latter, uh, installments of, um, Friday or of, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And they're, I mean, they're goofy as all get out. Like the scares aren't as scary, but it's still fun. You're having fun. You know, Freddie's chewing up scenery. And, you know, I was like, there's, there's a lot of this. I mean, the dialogue that because Nick Cage says nothing, it's up to each of the animatronics to really kind of narrate their own scene and just the things that they're saying are ridiculous so it's like it is fun in this stupid uh kind of right so i mean i i recommend it as kind of like okay if you've if you watched the conjuring or you watched annabelle you watch you watch something that was genuinely scary you watch something that really freaked you out. You're like, okay, I need kind of a yeah. palate cleanser. I need something to kind of take a step back. This this would be a fun one to watch with like your teenager because oh, yeah. honestly, the there is like a sex scene, but it's man, it's there's you know, no it's, new, there's no you could get away with like a no, yeah. 15, 16 year old like okay, you know because yeah. I mean honestly, when you go back to a lot of the horror movies from eighties and nineties, it's nothing but nudity. Like they're like we oh, man. jam pack this full of teen nudity. They, yeah, it boobs every twenty minutes, or someone's yeah. gonna lose their mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like okay. a guy's gonna stand up at thirty minutes in theaters, like boobies. Yeah, <laughs> where are the boobies? <clears throat> All right, well that was a that was a fun pick. Yeah, dude. that's Willie's Wonderland. Bringing that kids. one to us. It's your birthday, and it's a f- fun cage. Oh my god, that. That it's your birthday and we want you to have fun. That's the catchiest thing I've seen in a horror movie since like Silver Shamrock. Probably. Do you, do you have a an outro already for this? Yeah, I'm playing some Nick Cage right okay. now. Some song about Nick Cage. Play play that. Should I? Okay. All right. No, if, hang on, hang on. If you didn't have an outro, I was gonna play the Happy Birthday. But go ahead, go ahead and do it. I I don't have. Go ahead I'm, and do I'm gonna, it. I'm. Do, this is. I, I don't have anything good. This is our. Good. This you, is our meta where we're telling you, the audience, what we're going to do yeah. in editing. Because <laughs> I'm not going to cut this out either. This is no but, hell no. <laughs> this was what makes our relationship with our audience that fun. Kind of like okay, you know, they want. I know people want to put us up on a pedestal as these pillars of the movie community. But this, I feel like, is when we have these moments, it makes us relatable for the real people of Vermont that love us and and um, and want to cross that boundary so um at the end of this when we when we go out i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna dump in some it's your birthday and that's yes. what, that's what we'll go out on i can't wait yeah i can't wait because that really is one of the better parts of the movie <laughs> that song that, is just that damn song is it'll so be good. in your head for days it's an earworm it really really is all right, well, it's been a fun one. I'll, we'll we'll see you next week for the Spooktacular. Where we'll have another movie that it's going to be my pick. Yep. And uh, I'm having a great time. It's two weeks in. This, it feels it's starting to feel more uh, like feels the Halloween good. season. Feels We're good. Getting there. Later on, guys. Hey kids, you know what time it is? It's birthday time. It's your birthday. Hey.
Let's cheer at Willie's Wonder.